Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This line is open. Please form an orderly queue. Well, hello there and welcome to CORE. This is CORE for November 2nd, 2023. That's right. Brand new month, brand new show. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and we're here to talk about the world of video games, all the way high up top with the companies and what they're doing, all the way down to some dumb thing we played. All right. The whole gamut, the entire range of gaming will happen today. And I had a question because Halloween just happened. Did either of you see any kids in cool video game costumes because i only saw one and i'll tell you that in a second but john like you know you got little ones uh you you partake in the in the the events of halloween did you see any cool video game kids uh and i don't mean like roblox f those kids those kids are lame but like anything else that was cool um well my family we were all m&ms uh oh because we it's a lazy, easy costume. You know, you buy colored T-shirts for everybody. You heat press an M on there. Everybody's in costume. Mm-hmm. So uh, my whole family went as M&Ms, which was which was fun. Like uh, nothing feels better than a cheap, easy costume that then everybody raves about. Yeah, because you're, like, ev- you're in a group and a family. Were you the, who was the horny green M&M who did that? Oh, Let's just say green Eminem because it was my stepdaughter. Oh shit! So <laughs> like, my daughter was the green Eminem. <laughs> okay, all right. I was hoping it was we you or something. I don't we know. didn't really base it on. Uh, we didn't really base it on the personality of the Eminems. Um, we didn't give it a lot of thought. It was more of just like, hey, what T-shirts are everybody's sizes that we can get and sure. make work? Sure. Um, so yeah, we did, we did M&Ms and people were like, oh, family, it was very exciting. Uh, mostly cause again, low effort, 
low cost. Sure. Wonderful. Sure. Um, but I saw I saw a Sonic the Hedgehog, a Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh. I saw a lot of Mario related costumes. Um, whether it was like a Mario that's supposedly riding Yoshi, you know, where your legs are the Yoshi legs and then there's fake Mario legs off the side. I saw that. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's not not a lot actually. Not a ton of video game representation in the costumes. We had a- who, who was the M- uh, Grammy award winning Eminem in your trip? Which Eminem won the Grammy? Uh, the yellow yellow peanut one, right? Oh, I know. Oh, I, yeah, I got it. I was real late to that joke. I apologize. <laughs> I, I just pulled up and Apology got out and it. said, "What's going on here?" And went, "Oh, <laughs> I get it." Yeah, that was, I just anyone, assumed the M Ms won a, won an award at some point. No. Did anyone lose themselves in the music no, or the moment? Did, did they own no. it? Did no, they? No. Did they that better let it been go? More effort than we were willing to put into the costume. Mom spaghetti, all that. Yeah. Just funny that it's less effort to dress as an M M&M M than to just find rapper clothes in your closet. Nobody had like. No, weirdly, hat. none of us dress like rappers on the day to day, Bo. I know that's hmm. I know that's surprising to you with oh. all you know about me and my family. Canadian. No, I just I gotta do find oversized pants and put a do rag on, and then the people are like yo yo, and you go, or who are you? And you go yo yo yo. Yo, yo. You gotta lose yourself in the music, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, you're Eminem. I get oh, it. Easiest. You tried, like you tried not at all, but it's a costume. Congrats. <laughs> you tried not at all. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't think it was maybe it was last year or the year before. My stepdaughter did try to go as Pitbull. Mm, this nice. is the, the rapper Pitbull. But then, the... as she was trying to get the costume together, she just went, "Well, it's not working, so I'll just." modify it slightly and now she just went as me oh uh, yeah i mean you do have a, the pitbull vibe right which is no hair on top of the head yeah That's like it. basically that was it because there was no way in the world where we gonna like we were just like you, you know put the goatee on put a bald cap on and she's like doing all that and she's like i did it and i was like you just kind of look like me i don't i don't think that people are gonna get what you're doing, what you're going for. So How'd she like, feel about that? How how excited was she that she She out to thought be it was funny because mm. I think she knew it bugged me yeah. just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as you know that it's bugging somebody. Yeah. Especially a parent or a step parent. They they want to I think in. the thing is you gotta go for an iconic look that everyone knows. Well immediately when it, like, know. Th- that you'll recognize and Pitbull not that iconic. Yeah, no. Sorry if you're listening, buddy, but you know, you I'm make not a great sure. music and you're famous and all that, but yeah. you don't really got, you're not, you don't got an iconic look like Michael Jackson or Eminem. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what he looks like. I have to like, look him up. I, I can't even picture it. And like his heyday was like a decade ago. It's funny that your daughter knows who Pitbull is. Cause I'd assume that he was old news by now. Yeah. Oh, there he is. She's like an encyclopedia of music. Like it's kind of crazy. She can't go back quite as far as like my dad, but you put the two uh, of them together and you can find out just about anything you need to know about music between the two of them. He it's looks kind of like uh, here in the chat and in the thing, I'll put a thing, but he looks like someone who wants to up your, your home insurance or something. I don't know why he doesn't look like rapper man to me. He looks like he wants to. No, and that's, no, exact, that's, like ex- that's exactly what happened. Like she put on like a beard and mustache and it was like, Okay, you just sort of look like me. Yeah, it's John. He's like, 
He's a dance. It's more like a dance music guy. He just does the whole, you know, the low voice. <laughs> he does the ebba-debba-debba. All right. I'm in. Not a rapper. We're not talking, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's hip-hop adjacent, though, probably. Kind of. Yeah, like he's collabed with them, and you probably would categorize it somewhere in that vicinity, but, you know, sure. I don't know. I understand it completely. Well, uh, Bo, did you see any cool? I saw Pikachu, and that's it. Did you see anything? I didn't that was see cool? any costumes. No, okay. unfortunately, we gave uh, out is- we gave out uh, Pokemon cards as part of the deal. So oh, nice! This one kid wow. who was a Pikachu lost his freaking mind, but all the kids were excited because Kim's like full size candy bar house already. Don't ask me; I freaking hate it, but she does it. She loves it. So they get a full size candy bar and a pack of I think they were packs of six cards. I don't know what they are, but they're a little package, right? Of Pokemon yeah. cards, and most of these kids lost their effing minds over these Pokemon. No, cards. they would like kids remember that. Like as we were making our rounds, we were getting told, I "Think this was the house with full size candy bars last year. We have to go there." Yeah, like kids remember this. Like you want to be a full size candy bar house, but yeah. because we all want to go out, we just leave a bucket outside, <laughs> and you don't. You can't be a leave a bucket outside full size candy bar house. Uh-uh. You can't do that. No, that's as a, it is. That's a we Nicko made the mistake. House. Like yeah. I always feel bad writing like take one or two because like well, I don't want to put that restriction on people. <laughs> like it's not, we don't know. Yeah. Um. So we said help yourself, which was maybe a little too far in the other direction because certainly there were some people, and we heard it. Like we were walking back up to the house, and some kid came by and is like, "Can you believe they said help yourself? I took a lot." <laughs> Yeah. Like these kids definitely took help yourself as like, as literal, like go, help go to town. Yeah. Uh, you do whatever you want to do, but yeah. it was fine. Yeah. It worked out. Did you have any left when you came back? Uh, so we went through, we put, we kept refilling it. The kids have braces. So the amount of candy they can eat or the types oh, of candy is very small. Yeah. So we did all our sorting and we went and took everything they couldn't eat and put it in there. And when we came in, there was like just a single layer of candy at the bottom of the bucket. Wow. So some people I think really did help themselves, but we also like our neighborhood's growing. It's got tons of kids. Like it was, it was a very busy you know, neighborhood for trick or treating. Sure. Well, that's good. So, Bo, you do it. How much do you get? Do you get a little bing bong at the night and during the night? Bing bong. No, my neighborhood's uh, not really kids thing. Yeah. Like I just know I never get visitors. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I'd love them to see Uncle Bo in a, a you know like a wizard outfit or something going. <clears throat> hey kids, you want a bush burger? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Reach into the bush, find some candy, bush candy bow, I think, ready. I don't think people's parents would appreciate that. First, I mean, people uh, do some shocking things for Halloween. Like, just to be clear, like, we went into, like, this one place where they had set up kind of a, like, a haunted house type entryway. It wasn't really a full house. It was just, you know, you walk through a tunnel. Yeah. There was a guy, and I thought, you know, obviously they were trying to scare people. But usually if you go through with like a real little one, they don't they don't really try to scare them. You know, nobody wants to be the person that's scared a baby. Mm. And I mean, my son's two, so he's not exactly a baby, but he's still small. He was still being held when we went through. And uh, this guy from a doorway, like let an actual chainsaw rip out of nowhere and scared the bejesus out of everybody that was in there. Although my son, he jumped and then we left and he got his candy. And then he goes again and points at it. 
He wanted to go back through. He wanted to see the chainsaw thing again. He loves getting scared. Mm. He thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. So I think I got a future horror movie nut as a kid. Nice. Well, uh, happy Halloween, everyone. Bo, next year you should do it and say, I've got some blue fuzz on the soap. Come on in, kid. No, don't do any of these things. These are all bad. Trying to get me arrested. Look at this soap. <laughs> you got a bet going with someone? Oh, do it you, sounds like I do, but do I Do you do anything for, for Halloween, Bo? Or is it just like, it's just a day that other people get all No, I do nothing. It? Like, there's no, there's no one knocking at the door. There's no candy here. There's no decorations. There's nothing. I think you don't, my mom. You don't, like, order a pizza or, you know, there's no ritual that just you adhere to for the day. Oh. Honestly, I kind of forgot it was Halloween after our stream. Like, that was about the extent of it. I didn't even. Oh, that's right. You guys. Well, when did you stream, though? When was that? We that streamed was... early because. Uh... It was early. It was noon to four. And then I can't remember what I got up to after. I might have even streamed after, if not. It was at the was morning of. Games so it was the morning of Halloween, though, that you guys did it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It wasn't in the evening. Got it. I don't remember what I did that evening, but it wasn't Halloween. Yeah. All right. I'd... And we'll we'll talk more about that later. You guys, uh, I played that game too before, not with you guys. I wish I had because I played it with people who wanted me to die, and uh, <laughs> well, it was a scary experience for me. That game. Oh, they they tried to do it on purpose. Well, I think they they knew that I was going to lose it, so they would they would make sure. I mean, some of them are listening to this, so I don't want to I don't want to assume too much, but I think they were trying to make sure I was in the worst possible situations to deal with had the worst equipment. I was in the wrong room at the wrong time. I think a lot of that was going on because that game scared the living oh. pee out of me. I still own it. I have it. Well, <laughs> if you want to play, I now have it. I play it in VR. So I will only play it with friends ever. I will never play with randos and I'll never play on my own ever. But you'll play in VR. I might play. Mm. <laughs> that's a it's lot it's a to much do. scary experience yeah yeah the only the only <laughs> sad part i have about it is i screamed out loud but because there's proximity um voice chat no one heard it oh okay so the moment yeah. was lost i was like i was in a house and all the lights went out and they the all the lights exploded and i i actually screamed really i actually went <laughs> And then I was like, then it dawned on me that I'm like, I'm not near anyone. No one's laughing. This is hilarious. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, nobody knows. Although that is a good point. That, oh, is well, the I, one, I, that was why that is I wore the, the headset. Was to make a show game, out of it. <laughs> yeah. Is that you really don't know. You really don't know how scared others are. Are of the game. At least until you like, I died a lot, so I was a little aware of how scared. No, some if you're near were. them, it's funny to hear I people go, hover "Oh no, the ghost said hunting me!" Ah, and then just hear them stop, and you're like, yeah. "Ah, <laughs> sucker!" Yeah. Well, they heard me. Like they, whoever streamed it, I think it was Alex, whoever it was. You could hear me, but far off in this room, screaming and dying. <laughs> so they That's may have the heard real a Scott's experience. We need you right up into the mic, Ugh. getting. Hitting the highest frequencies. It was actually possible. funnier because they were all kind of just talking. Travis and, and Alex were talking and they were having this very close proximity conversation. But then you hear this. Like that, but way off. <laughs> it was a bad time. Bad time. Uh, or a good time, depending again. on your point of view, I suppose. If you stream it from your channel, though, <laughs> everyone will see your screams. So that's good. Yeah. That's true. Uh, all right. We'll talk about that coming up. We got other stuff too. Quick reminder. 
tomorrow, not a reminder, this is an announcement for some of you. Tomorrow is the <laughs> opening cere- uh, ceremonies at BlizzCon 2023. And none of us are there, obviously, in Anaheim this year, but we are going to do a live co-stream of the opening ceremony tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time, which is 12 noon here, my time, mountain time. Uh, Bo's time will be uh, 2 p.m. And uh, Really? 2 p.m.? Okay. Hold on, 12, 1, 2. Yep. So we didn't change to the two-hour difference yet. No, none of that's changed no, yet. That's that Sunday. this upcoming weekend, yeah. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday night, midnight. Okay. Um, or no, wow. Saturday at midnight. Well, Sunday, midnight Sunday, which is the turnover from Saturday. <laughs> we get the new time thing. I hate it. John doesn't because he lives in a state that is... <laughs> Nothing changes. I just keep going, but then I have to have time-related conversations with all my friends. <laughs> it's kind of... I don't know what's worse. Which do you... Which is worse? Having to do that every time, dealing with everybody you got to work with in other states, or the... Or was it worse when you didn't... When, you've not, What it, you guys have to do is worse. Okay. I'll just right. tell you. Going to bed... Yeah. And waking up and not having to worry about anything mm. is a lot easier than worrying about something. I tend to agree. Um, or like, yes, sometimes it does I don't worry about it. Yeah. The phone just changes. Yeah. It is worth noting that our show might be an hour earlier going oh, forward. Oh, yeah. That's for true. For time being. Come, for some up, people. For coming up. Yeah, some people won't. It won't change at all, I guess. No, it will. It'll <laughs> change for most people. It won't change for people in Arizona. <laughs> I worry. I worry. Our inter- people in Japan. Yeah, that's our international people. That, they'll get a change. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> they'll, have to, they'll have to rethink it. In Korea, we have some Korea listeners in Korea. Hell yeah, we do. They listen, Singapore. Do they listen live? Uh, probably not. Well, some do. Yeah, but they hear this. This is recording as well. <laughs> we get Australians in here live. We get. Um, well, that- yeah, because you know what's well, you know what's cool about because I always like to fantasize that I live in a different country sometimes. Mm. And uh, I was like, oh, man, what if we moved to New Zealand? I don't remember why I was thinking New Zealand. I think there was some job that my wife was like, I'm going to apply for this. It's in New Zealand, but I'm yeah. going to just do it because what the heck? Yeah, why not? Um, and so I, we were like looking at it and it wasn't really serious, but we were sitting there going like, what if we moved to New Zealand? I was like, could I still do core? What time would core be at? They are almost 24 hours ahead of us here. Oh, like, weird. so core would be at almost exactly the same time. Just a day ahead. A day ahead. And I was like, that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be great. That's like, funny. It's, so I would just be a day ahead of you guys. Like, literally just a day. Hmm. Sorry, I, I put think. my head I might have that wrong. People from New Zealand are going to be like, so when are you moving to happening. New Zealand? Yeah. It's not happening. It's not happening. Oh, that's a shame. I wish. I, I bet wish you it's a lot it cooler than, than Arizona. Oh, yeah. Plus, you could go to like. Wise, uh, I mean, I don't mean cooler as in cooler. It's definitely it's more humid, but it's you, cooler in every sense of the word. You could I go. Think. You could see Hobbiton and uh, all that shit they still have there from when they made the the Lord of Lord of the Rings movies. You know, I'll live in Hobbiton if they want me to. Yeah, I don't have a lot to do in a day. I'll put hair on my feet and go out. And Let's do it. I'm yeah, probably like a. It's probably be a comfortable fit for you. Yeah, I think it would be a great. Yeah, place. I'd like honestly, it'd be. I'd be like this is a sizable home. I kind of want to. I, I want to live in a place like that too. It looks awesome. I would have to duck all the time. I'd have to. I would be the Gandalf in there, yeah, and it's you not are, good. You are Gandalf. Yeah, you I'd be keep Gandalf. it secret, keep it safe. Bonk every five seconds, banging my head on some damn rafter. Freaking f the hobbits. Anyway, moving on. You oh, fool of a took. I forgot to say. Uh, so yeah, we're doing that. It's a live stream. If you can't be there, 
we're going to have the VOD and assuming uh, Blizzard's cool with it, uh, it'll be on YouTube in perpetuity and on uh, uh, Twitch as well. Um, if they aren't, for some reason, I'll try to make it available in some other way. But the audio from it for sure will go out into the main feed. Um, so yeah, you'll get all all the ways of getting it if you can't be there live. Uh, and again, we're doing that tomorrow morning. Go to frogpants.tv and pick your poison. You can choose either YouTube or Twitch and watch it live with us. I okay. guess that means since tomorrow's BlizzCon, it's the night before BlizzCon. Are we supposed to get like completely blitzed out of our mind tonight? Or is that tomorrow? Uh, let's see. Today's Thursday, so when you, I think the people that do it just do it. Yeah, they get yeah, they get blitzed whenever they want. But Uh, uh, I didn't do it even when I went there, so I I couldn't tell you. I just watched other people's chicanery. Thursday night, last time we went, where we the three of us were there, didn't we all go to see Bethany and hang out at the? Well, they have a they have a pub crawl. There's a pub crawl that they would have. I think there was a crew of them. That That was a thing. Yeah. Well, we went to that one event that was at a bar. And then we like we were watching everybody else try and mingle and drink and hook up and all that stuff, and we just went and sat on a couch. Yeah, because we all just wanted to talk. Yeah, we just were wanted they to trying hang to hook up? I don't really remember that. I part. don't. Oh, like, I do. Look, the allegations existed for a reason. There were definitely people trying to hook up. Yeah. At that also, time, oh I yeah, like, I'm sure. I'm a hundred percent sure. I know of I one. I guarantee example you, there. someone there was trying to hook up. I watched somebody try to hook up in that place. So that's okay. why I didn't want to leave hanging out with you guys because that made me feel weird. I wanted to stay there. You know? Our couch was quality people, though. We had uh, we had the three of us. Yeah. Uh, Kylan was Kylan Garrett. There? Well, I was trying Kyle to hook up, but John there. wasn't giving Kyle me any response. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Crying. Yeah, I was, I was just ignoring him. He's cold, Hold man. On. He's cold. Yeah, he wasn't taking any of your moves. Your hot signature. I'm moves. not here to make friends. I'm mm-hmm. here to talk about Blizzard products. Yeah, that You're was. I have a picture of us on that couch. I can tell you exactly who was there. Well, yep. maybe not. I don't know everybody in this picture. Oh. I see me. I see Kristen. I see Kyle. Yeah. Um, I see Bo. I see Scott. Yeah. I see Garrett. Yeah. I think that's one of Garrett or Kyle's friends. And then why can't I think of his name? One of the Zords. Oh, uh, T- TBK Zord. Uh, no, it's not TBK. Gizmo Zord. Gizmo Zord. Gizmo Zord. Yes. He has the beard. And there's also yeah. Multi Zord, which yeah. is the most useful of the Zords because it's like multi yeah, d- different yeah. Zords, you know. That was so just one Zord for your needs. It's many Zords. Those guys are nerds. Quality BlizzCon couch. <laughs> you tell me you can call yourself a Zord and hook up at the same time? No. No, <laughs> that's why they were on the couch with us. Oh, uh, yeah. The Zords were with and us. What's your name? I'm multi Zord. I'm multi Zord. <laughs> Look, I, if somebody said they're they all married, by the way, I would have. Yeah, I'd be curious. Yeah, I, I think they're all married. I don't think Gizmo Zord is, although I'm sure he's fine. I think he does. TBK he's definitely is. Good looking guy. Yeah, yeah. TBK is a married man, so is Multi, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. but Gizmo, Gizmo's the wild one, I think. Gizmo was the one with uh, with with no barriers, no boundaries. Gizmo yeah. lets people want to see the pic. Scott, can you? Yeah, post I can share the pic. Do Probably I, not. I don't me? think I look that great in any picture. Right? It's well, super, neither super do easy. I. But if I can live with it, fine. Paste it into the uh, Discord, and I'll show everybody. Oh, there it is. All right, here you go, folks. You want to see some some sweet 2018? This is us at a bar where we have all decided to move and just sit on a couch because we didn't want to drink and we didn't want to mingle. Oh my gosh. 
I have lost about 20 pounds since then. Look at that. Look at that. Look at me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have thought about losing about 20 pounds since then yeah. and still have not <laughs> checked it off it. the list. Yeah, I'm still working on those same 20 pounds. Kristen, Kristen looks like a, she's part of Multizord's hat. Like, <laughs> yeah, Kristen's just peeking up over the top. Built into his hat. Got it at the store, the Blizzard store. Some kind of wow reference. Who knows? I love it. That was fun. And I was glad to have other uh, you know, teetotalers with me. Not teetotalers, but people who weren't there to get ripped. It was nice. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. teetotalers. So yeah, everybody who's there, if you're listening to us, I don't know if you can or not or what you're doing, but just be safe and have fun. And if you're going to get a little drunk, that's fine. Just be nice to each other and... No, no Cosby rooms, no, no handsiness, you know, keep your, keep your wiener in your pants, that sort of stuff. Right? I guess Bill Cosby must be fully banned at Blizzard HQ now. Oh right? man, you know, any reference You're not to even allowed stuff. to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really like the movie Ghost Dad. No, and there's a sign. <laughs> it's been eight days since the last mention of Ghost Dad. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I yeah. should, uh, sorry, I almost forgot to say this. So there's that thing tomorrow, but at the end of today's show, Tom Merritt, uh, host of the Daily Tech News Show and a big-time tech podcaster, is going to BlizzCon for a very specific reason. He's a huge K-pop fan, and he loves the Seraphim, who are playing there with some sort of connection with Overwatch 2. We don't even know how or what yet. Uh, probably just performing and doing some visual stuff. I don't know. But he loves them. This all-girl group from, from uh, Korea, him and his wife, they're super into it. So they're going there just for this. And he and I have sat down and had like an 18-or-so-minute conversation about them and why they're connected in this way and some of the gaming history of the group specifically one member who's a huge gamer and you know cutting apart my idea that maybe they all just look like diva and that's why they got invited that's that's a very lame thing for me to say so he helps me deconstruct that into what's really going on <laughs> so uh helps i'm gonna re-examine <laughs> your biases scott a that's little good. bit a little bit so what i want you to do is know that if you're listening to this podcast at the very end of it I will put that 18-minute conversation. For those who can't get it there or hear live and want to hear it elsewise, just reach out to me and I'll make sure you get it in some other way. But anyway, that'll be on today's show as well. All right. Let's dive into this week's big topic. It's adjacent to what we were just talking about. Um, Well, it's exactly what we were just talking about, BlizzCon. Uh, We want to make some predictions. And uh, we figured this would be a good place to do it. And... uh, so they're going to take the stage tomorrow. We don't know how different this is going to be. From what I can tell, it might be really different than what we're used to. And by used to, I mean like 2018 back to 2011 or all the ones I ever went to. Um, and we don't know what that means yet. Like, for example, let's just talk about this real quick. Uh, one of the strange things they've done this year. Well, two things. They never sold out of tickets, which is a little weird. Um so I don't know what that means ultimately, but the opening ceremonies in front of a stage, seeing the stage where it is being held is limited to the 5,000 seats that are in the Starcraft two arena space that you normally had there little dome space in there. Um, no one sure why that is, but no longer is it all out there in the main hall where you could hold up to 20,000 or more people. Uh, now it's in this little 5,000 person space. And that they're doing a lottery and letting people know if they've been picked or not. So you'll get notification on your phone or however you paid for the ticket. And it will say, 
you're one of these people be there at a certain time. You'll get in cause your name's on the list, uh, sort of an impromptu VIP list and people will get to go in there. Um, if you're going with your, your, your friend or your significant other and your name gets called and your friend or significant other does not, then they're not going in there with you. You're going in there by yourself and they're going to have to go find one of the screens somewhere and watch it outside. Um, uh, meaning in the main hall or somewhere like that. So that that's already a little bit weird. And I don't know what that says about the rest of the event. The wow Q and a has been canceled, not canceled, but it's just not a thing this year. That is a tradition that's gone since I've gone on since the very first BlizzCon and has never left. I hosted two of them. I feel like the mis- maybe I said something bad during the digital one and they said, we're never doing this again. So maybe it was no. my fault. I tend to blame uh, Taliesin. It's his fault. He did it in 2019. He can take the heat for it because 2018 was pristine. No issues. Perfect. We nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Anyway, the point is, it's just all feeling very different. We'll see how different it is tomorrow when we watch it. But let's get some con- let's get some predictions out of the way, and let's start with World of Warcraft. It's expected that we're going to get a new expansion announcement. Chris Metzen is expected to be the guy who gets up and talks about it, or introduces it, or shows off a cinematic, or does something in that regard. What do we want to say around that? There, and we can, and this can be all things Warcraft, by the way. If you think we we're going to see a lot of Rumble talk, which by the way is out as of today. Here in the States, anyway. I know it was already in Canada, but they put it mm. out today. Uh, so there's Rumble. There's the potential. John John was throwing around this idea, the potential of them revisiting how to fix Reforged, Warcraft 3 Reforged. That oh, could, you saw that, did you? I did see that. Um, you, you saw my predictions before I had a night to think about my predictions. Well, I mean, I you wrote that, and I didn't go, oh, that's... For sure, one hundred percent locked in on John in John's mind. You know what I mean? Like these, it felt like you were kind of throwing ideas around. But I wouldn't mind as a consumer and a person who paid for that damn game if they got up and said, "We fixed it. It's all good now. Download it today." I mean, that'd be great. I'd love to play that. What we were promised. I don't think we're ever going to yeah. get it. But anyway, thoughts, John. Let's start with you uh, on the Warcraft front. What do you think we're going to get? So I think we're pretty much given we're getting a new retail expansion. I feel like that's the uh, worst kept secret, and yeah. uh, everybody's expecting it. I would be so shocked. World if of Warcraft we two didn't no. get it. No, no, I don't think we're gonna get a World of Warcraft two. I, I how old? How old do we have to be? Eighty? <laughs> dead? <laughs> Maybe dead? Like so. The problem with putting a two on your MMO is it hasn't happened often, and every time it's happened, it's been bad. Uh, they don't have but, to put a two on it. They could just say, you know, whatever. Um, so uh, <laughs> it, it requires Blizzard to be the ones who are going to say, we're going to do it and we're going to do it right. And I don't know that they feel confident <laughs> that they can do that. Yeah. Uh, right. I I think, you know, like for all the talk of like, oh, wow, is, you know, falling out of favor. The numbers are down. That's true. But it's not like it's dead. It is still probably the number one MMO out there. By the numbers, yeah. I think pretty so. safe to, to say that. Yeah. So I think that we're probably going to get a new expansion that looks an awful lot like the previous expansions that they've done. Um, I think there will be another new continent or area discovered that we're going to get to go to we're going to check out um i do think 
you know, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of theorizing of this rumored uh, classic plus, which the idea behind that is basically what if they did an expansion to World of Warcraft classic, mm. which you might argue, well, they did that. <laughs> it was called Cataclysm. But that's the idea is instead of doing Cataclysm, they do something else. They do a sequel to classic WoW. It stays very much as it is, but you get more content in that. I don't know. I think that's a cool idea. I'd love to see it. If I was going to be a betting person and put my money on it, mm. I would say I think we are going to get something smaller than Classic Plus, but I think it's going to be bigger than them just saying we're doing Classic Cataclysm. No, I don't I don't want to say nobody because then people are going to be like, John's always saying is every. I don't think the majority of people want Classic Cataclysm. I don't think a lot of people look back at that era and go, you know, that's it. That's the one for that me. That was the time. Yeah. So what, what I, about I, what about WoW remake? What about I, they don't? It's not new technology. Like it's not new graphics, but it's all today's gen making classic WoW. But it's the currently relevant WoW. So that's, I mean, that's kind of more what Classic Plus is. I think they're going to find a middle ground. Like yeah, my you can't prediction call it officially, Plus. that's obscure. Well, you no, they're not going to wow call it too. that. But that's the that's the common term. Like if you say Classic Plus to people that are interested in it, they know what that is. Um, I know, but you want to you want to bring in a whole bunch of new people for your new era. So I would call it WoW too. Sure. All right. Well, you you call it whatever you want. Nicole. I, I don't <laughs> care. I think they're going to do. I think they're going to do something more. Uh, seasonal in the middle between those two ideas. Uh, I do think we're going to see Warcraft 3 Reforged fixed. I, uh, one day, if that happens this this year, I don't know, but I do think that that's coming. You that's do think happen. that's a thing they're going to do. They're going to make good on that. It's such a dark spot on them, yeah. and it's a dark spot where they literally removed and overwrote you know, you're we're talking like Star Wars special edition here. You put in a weird looking job of the hut. You got to fix it. You got to at least try to fix it. You got to at least look like you're trying to fix it. Like they went over the top of original Warcraft three with this monstrosity. People aren't happy. They've tried to make good. People still aren't happy. Um, and I think we did talk about it on the show. I heard from someone, certainly not me, because you're not allowed to say that there was a survey going around oh. about what they would want to see if they decided to make good Ooh. on Warcraft 3 Reforged. Do we know what any of the results of said possible survey was? Well, no. Okay. Because it's, you know, it's, it's only hypothetical person. at this point. Sure. One hypothetical person that responded. That may this. even not be a real person that we, that, but yeah. yeah, we don't know. Like they could have just, uh, whoever wrote that, it could have certainly been, wasn't me. Could have been AI. It could have been Chat GPT who wrote that. We yeah, don't know. They could have put it together. Yeah. They certainly no didn't send another survey to that similar person no. about purchases in Diablo 4 and no. how to make their store better. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's another thing they're certainly not looking into right now. Mm. Um, but uh, anyway, like I do think that they're going to try and lump some general Warcraft news together so that they can talk about Arclight Rumble without getting like monstrous booze. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 
WoW Retail Expansion, what they're doing in WoW Classic. And hey, we got lots of other great Warcraft things. Arclight Rumble, Warcraft 3 Reforged getting fixed, like just kind of. And now we gloss over the things that might have uh, a bad look. So I think Warcraft is definitely going to be the big thing this year uh, as we go through the rest of the predictions. But that's what I would put my money on is that right there. Okay. But Bo. Oh, and Murlocs, you'll know it when you see it. There you go. Oh, nice. For old Azeroth Roundtable listeners, that will always be the prediction. Nice. Uh, I like the throwback. So, Bo, do you, uh, where do you stand on the Warcraft stuff? What do you think they're going to do? I mean, John's probably more in the camp of reasonableness if we're if we're trying to win the bet. Yeah. But if we're just basing it on what do you want to see, you know, like uh, obviously I need WoW to, you know, it's it's WoW to. When you love a tease for that, just even if it's a new expansion and they, I talk don't want to go classic. to a new island and chill in a new island. I'm not yeah. going to come back and play your game. Like I'm done with World of Warcraft and its original incarnation, but if you had a new um, start from zero world, um, I definitely give that a try. Because so. imagine this, dude. Because I like where your head's at. What if we're we're we are nearing the actual 20 year anniversary? It'll be next November, so a year from today or a year from this week, sometime like that. They launch this game. When that happens in 2024, wouldn't it be amazing if at this event they teased WoW two or whatever you're going to make it? And next year, this exact time at BlizzCon and at home, we get we get the true follow up to to the world's most popular and successful MMO. Oh, you think I'm a year too early? Basically, I'm just saying you're not too early for an announcement, right? This would be the time to announce it. Yeah, yeah, it would just be an announcement. Like yeah. maybe it's just a teaser. Like maybe it's just like a confirmation. Like hey. Here is WoW 2. We have no idea what it's looked like. Uh, we're not going to tell you anything. We're Blizzard. See you in five years. Okay. I will <laughs> I will amend this and say if they if they got up and did an announcement tomorrow that said, we're making StarCraft the MMO, that's where we've all been at with StarCraft that's for all not, this time. That's not happening. This is a prediction show. That, <laughs> that's not happening. But that's my point. <laughs> if Bo's like, I'll say WoW 2, but even yeah. you even say StarCraft MMO, that's a bridge too far. Yeah, sir. my bridge is not too far. For If we're if we're trying to be accurate, yes, all correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, you can have your bridge. Here, but here's my bridge. Sorry, here's my here's long, <laughs> here's my rainbow bridge that goes super far. I would kill for a StarCraft-themed MMO. Sure. And if yeah. they announce that, I'd lose my crap. And it'd be I a mean, perfect time. 20 years of Warcraft. Now start the next phase. The next 20 years is 20 years of StarCraft, the oh, MMO. Man, that'd be so good. Nobody likes Destiny anymore. You got the perfect time to get in there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mad I mean, at Destiny. Bungie just fired everyone working on the game. Yep. Now's your hope, chance. Yep. One can Put hope that maybe uh, Microsoft will re... Well, no, I guess Dustin Browder left, right? Yeah. Because they killed it. They had a StarCraft thing in development you could still you could still do it It doesn't have to be him you could have other other yeah i guess not you get other people and on the project he's just one guy but but at the same time like i don't know if i want i want i love like blizzard rts's are are world standard but i don't want another rts i want something bigger and that thing they were making that they canceled that was like battlefield in starcraft land holy shit that's amazing and i'm so pissed it's not happening so well, maybe- they had to do that so they could bring you Overwatch 2, Scott. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd take another StarCraft RTS, by the That's way. That's the other side of that story, just in case. That died so that you could have Overwatch 2. Yeah. I mean, that is one. I mean, 
I hate, I hate to be, I hate to say that I hate it though, but it's true. Right. They, I don't think it's specifically like, well, Overwatch two is a priority. Therefore kill that game. I think it was more like, where's all our money at right now? Where are we going to, where do we really want to put all our hands in what, in what, uh, pots? And they are all like, well, obviously Overwatch and World of Warcraft and anything else is going to be, you know, it's going to be expendable. And that got expended. And it really bugs me because I think that had so much potential, still does as a, as an, as a concept. But if you really want to make me happy, Starcraft at the MMO, I'm in, let's go. I'm making a fire bat. That's my class. I'm going to burn everything. Prediction. Are you allowed to make predictions on this or are you just making safe predictions? You're betting about stuff you don't know. Well, I only know there are some things I know, but they are only in the realm of current IPs. I don't know about any, well, sorry, current projects. I don't know anything insidery about a StarCraft MMO. No idea. Right. I would love it. I mean, I know that you're not here being like, I'm going to just say it. I know, I know you're not going to do that. I know you're talking around it, but I was just, you know, like, let's set the record clear. If you know something, you're not going to talk. About. I will say, yes, that is true. But even if I did, I can tell you that I, I, I absolutely have no idea if something like a WoW 2 is coming. I really don't. That is absolutely out of my purview. I have no idea. I think WoW 2 is big enough where, like, if they announce a, a WoW expansion, right, a retail expansion, it's reasonable to think that you will probably see that likely before the next BlizzCon, if not right around the time of the next BlizzCon. Whereas I think if you were going to announce WoW 2, I don't think it's unreasonable to do that several years out from release. Yeah, no, they do that all the time, or they have done that in the past. They try to keep it tighter, but yeah, that's not crazy. And I would want them to because I would want, we'll get to this when we talk about another news story, I would want them to get player feedback on how that game should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't so, forget, and, they don't forget what Diablo four was announced in 2019 at the last live BlizzCon. And it has been, it's 2023. We've had three, four years yeah. time. So I, I don't think they're opposed to such things. I just don't, I mean, I just can't imagine part, part of me thinks they'll never do this because wow, will cannibalize itself. And they've learned this lesson from watching other MMOs try and fail doing this. EverQuest, EverQuest 2 is a good example. Um, Bo's game, uh, what's it called? <laughs> the game Bo made. No, the one you love that you don't like the sequel. Planet uh, Side. Planet Side, same thing. Well, yeah. Well, I didn't yeah, really but Planet Side died long before 2. The well, only thing true. they did wrong was they shut down the Planet Side 1. Oh, like that's was, right. They did shut it down. They, it's right. a ridiculous thing for them to do. They could have just left one server up. Like, Asheron's Call tried planet- this. Planet side really did wrong was allow Star Wars Galaxies to come out. <laughs> they should have they should have bombed that studio. Yeah. That would have really yeah. saved Planet an act, Side. An act of uh, mass violence would have solved all those problems. I don't know why they didn't yeah. do it. But 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 for real though, like WoW two is like Asheron's Call two or EverQuest two. People don't think this is going to happen, but it cannibalizes your base, and then still the first game dominates with numbers because people are weird about MMOs. It can, but people did mention Guild Wars 2 as a, uh, you know, yeah. as a fact checker they're, for me. People did they're so throw different, out though. I mean, Guild Wars 2. I think it can be done. I think Blizzard has the ability to do it. I don't think they have the confidence to do it. Mm. <laughs> well, it, you what, mean after you Project Titan? Yeah, even after is you need but They're like a company. They have to like 
you can't just keep squeezing the same goose for 500,000 years. Like at some point it's like, it just like you said, release games, mm-hmm. like just do it. Just go ahead and fail. If it, your software effort's going to be that bad. I just, I, I think they stand a chance of doing reasonably well, not bad. Like, mm. yeah. And like, maybe I, they I, could do it. They could do it. Maybe more than others because i don't know i'm still see i'm still in like the glow of what what blizzard is capable of and not what they are now and maybe they're that again because they're flush with cash from microsoft maybe this change i don't know like i'm in a weird well, place with- similar to uh similar to planet side and star wars galaxies everquest 2 also had another problem and it wasn't the existence of everquest 1 it was like weeks later world of warcraft released oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, and Rallo's like, makes a good point. Final Fantasy XIV is the is technically Final Fantasy Online too. That's yeah. true. And yeah. they failed at first and it, rebuilt it and did it anyway. Like there's a lot of <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind it's kind of both Final Fantasy Online two and three in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's, so there's actually that's a perfect living example of that working. You're not wrong. It's a case of I think what needs to be done. You just got to have confidence in the vision. You got to monetize it correctly. It's got to be different enough if if you want both games to live on. Like assuming you don't want to forcibly migrate everybody, which that's a scary proposition because you know the people that play World of Warcraft right now play it the way it is for a reason. Like yeah. you either just pretty up the graphics and go it's the same thing and then the people that aren't interested still aren't interested and you keep the players you have maybe. Or you make a very different game and you hope that those other players come along. Um, I, I think it requires a very clear vision. Um, and that's why I don't think we're going to get World of Warcraft 2 anytime soon. Yeah, I can, I think I agree. But I like the pie in the sky idea of it. And maybe we'll get lucky. I do, yeah. I mean, honestly, that is what would interest me. Like, you know, WoW fans really liked Dragonflight. It's what I heard. I heard it was well received. Yeah, it's good. But I had very little interest in it, and I don't know what they could possibly say about a retail WoW expansion that would get me excited. Well, you—I I mean, you were—you like, were so when that came out, you were so in the thick of Anime Town that there was no way there was no way you were going to care about that. I mean, you played a little bit, right? At launch, you did get the expansion, and you played some. I played through all the Drakthir yeah. stuff until yeah. I got to Orgrimmar. And then I played uh, the first quest that got me to the Dragon Isles. And then I got to the Dragon Isles and I stepped off the boat and it was nighttime. And I went, oh, right. I only play at night. It's going to be night all the time in this game. And so that was ding number one. And then they went, go kill some dragon whelps. And I went, why? And as soon as I said why and there was no answer, I went, I'm not interested. I don't think this game's for me anymore. Yeah, I and I totally get that. I think it was a really strong expansion. I'm very curious and excited to hear everything Chris has to say up there. Uh, that will be a big moment for the con in general. Um, and I know he's excited to talk about it. So, so when we when we get that stuff, we'll see. The bigger question is, do they then do they then launch into Warcraft as a platform, meaning, okay, so here's your wow stuff, but also uh, Rumble just launched, and now we're going to do more stuff. Here's a single-player RPG coming out, or here's a tactical turn-based thing, or here's a... Like, I think some of that's on the table. And I know nothing about this. Should we get a World of Warcraft Vermintide? 
Oh man, dude! I mean, they're making yes. a StarCraft one. Oh my gosh! Sure. Yes, yeah. we should get a World of Warcraft. Everything you're gonna, I go make me say it. Make the game. There's so many games out there that Blizzard, you're not above it, could just take the idea and slap a Warcraft sticker on that I would play the hell out of. Well, you're, you're if ba- they would just make it. You're you're ba- you're asking for the reverse of what Square did. But I, I think you're right. It could still work. Like Square made all these games and have has a legacy of all the, all of these Final Fantasy titles and spinoffs and everything else leading up to successful MMO launches. And then they kept making the standalones and kept making the side games and now make mobile games. Like they, they do the gamut and they succeed with it. Why wouldn't Blizzard, like in a way... I don't. I don't I know the answer them, to this. I wish I, they would. I think we're giving them a little too much credit. Like I think, I don't know. I, I yeah, because <laughs> I, I just see the industry around it making their games for them. So Stormgate's looking pretty good, and that's basically StarCraft Three until yeah. they actually formally announce StarCraft Three. From Ghost Crawler's comments on Twitter, it sounds like it's going to be an MMO he's working on that. Is you know gonna not be necessarily the same, but in the vein of something what World of Warcraft done, I think. And who knows? We haven't they haven't made it yet, so it's not. It just sounds like there's gonna be other things. Um, it sounds like the rest of the like all the a lot of Blizzard creative forces, like the 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 high level creative forces, are out and about, not at Blizzard. So you know, I say wow too because they should do it, but like. I think a, you need the creative energy behind it, like that leader or that person, that that you know, mm-hmm. that that name. I mean, Chris is that for storytelling, but I don't know who they flaunt for on the game design side of things. Yeah, you're. That's a really all good point. Big, all the yeah. big, all those big creative forces, because like you can't just release WoW two. It's the same old stuff. Like they need an idea to make it the next generation's big MMO, right? Like to onboard a lot of people to provide novelty because video games are. A, very much a novelty purchase. Uh, people are drawn towards novelty, and if you just make the same game again, then people are just going to go, "Well, it's the same game." I'm not in, not interested. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. And I don't it, see. I think they're milking currently current IP for whatever you know is there for people who like that stuff and will serve those clients. But I don't think they're going to do anything too radical. Okay. But I mean, I, I think that's the part that's frustrating to me. And, and this just goes to it is like, if you want to live in a world where, and we did for a while where it was like, why doesn't Blizzard make more video games? Well, because the games they put out are these prestige games that are, you know, they're, they're big, they're massive. They've got tons of polish. They're, they're just these amazing, like ongoing things. People still play original Starcraft. They still do all these things because it's it's evergreen, right? It's gonna live forever. If that's the blizzard that exists, then okay, I'm fine with you sitting on your thumbs when it comes to your IP. But the blizzard now that's putting out Diablo Immortal and Warcraft Arclight Rumble and microtransactioning their games all the hell. That Blizzard doesn't have a reputation to lose. Make a survivor, a vampire survivors like game. Don't let somebody else make it. Like that's maybe my second or third favorite uh, survivors like is that one that just rips off Diablo. Like Blizzard should have made that. 
not somebody else. They should have. I agree. That uh, what's it called? Halls of Torment is amazing, and it feels like they lifted. They lifted this old school Blizzard Diablo thing, and Blizzard should have made it. I, I told. I agree with that. I don't. I don't have a problem with them branching out, and making new stuff. Bo, I think, is right though. A lot of their talent has spread out and gone other places, like tons of them. So they're in a weird rebuilding phase. I don't know what all that means, but I am going to make this prediction. And if I'm wrong, well, just based on nothing. But I just think because they get Chris back, and Bo even said it, he's the master of the story and the lore and pushes all that stuff forward. Gameplay aside for a moment. I think this is the perfect time to get up and go, we've signed a deal with Prime Video for three seasons of a Warcraft anime. Uh, Hell yeah. I would, or even a produced thing internally, make finally they make, you know, CG animated short stories, whatever. Something like that would be amazing at this point. I would take any Diablo show supposed to happen? Yes, I don't know what's going on with that. But yes, there was supposed to be a Netflix deal. Now, a lot of stuff animation-wise changed at Netflix and stuff got canceled, moved around. Yeah, Netflix got so good at canceling shows, they canceled them before they are even released. They, they might have very well done that, so I don't know, but we'll have to see. Um, anything else about Warcraft we think uh, is possible at this thing? Yeah, I mean, no. I, I feel like there would be something out of left field for sure that we're not expecting, like a Vermintide kind of thing, but... yeah. You cool. know, the expectation is standard stuff. We get an X-Pack, we got Arclight Rumble, and, uh, you know, I think one of you maybe fixing Warcraft Reforge. I think even that sounds crazy. Like, I think it's a good idea, but I just, I'm like, it's released. Like, I think they just, you know, they'll do their update thing, but I don't, I wouldn't expect anything. I would love them to do it just from a make good perspective, but I don't know either if I think they will. It just I mean, remember, they got hit. Uh, this isn't to be sympathetic, but they, they, they've had their lawsuits they've been dealing with, the bad press, the pandemic, like it's, and they're a big company with a lot of people, requires a lot of coordination. Like they've been hit, they've, they've been pretty, un, I'm sure it's been pretty unstable there for the few years during the pandemic. So their output probably is not going to be, yeah, unless they've been working on a ton of shit secretly. And this is going to be some huge BlizzCon where they were announcing a ton of stuff. I'm not expecting too much. Um, you know, just that new that new survival game. Well, let's, do, let's jump to that for a second. Do you think they announced that thing? Make I it, think so. I mean, know? I don't know. Like the, the lead guy, there was a, I can't remember his name, but there was a lead guy who's been working on it. People were praising, like developers at Blizzard yeah. were praising him during that whole thing. I think Sean Gibson's his name. I think that's um, right. He left. <laughs> he yeah, left like six anymore. months. Ahead. I'm like, is this your pet project and you're gone? Like, how yeah. good is it? Like, how much of a dream was this for you? Sure. Unless it was for health reasons, and I'm being a bit of a jerk because we don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think that was the case, though. I think it was to work somewhere else, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure. But you know, it's like it's a new IP. You've been shepherding this forever, and you're leaving. Yeah. Like, how bad is it over there? So I, I, I wonder if this even just hit. Like the culvert, I don't even know if it's going to come out, but I'm expecting to hear it. Just it could. They year. haven't talked about it at all since those initial screens and uh, concept art, not screens, but they had concept art and, uh, you know, job came postings, out. I remember. Yeah, yeah, they made it official. And as far as I know, but those people, most of them are still there, but I, I don't know. We have zero status on that. So. And this could end up really wowing us if it's a new IP and they've put the full force of a creative team behind it. It could be pretty epic. Yeah. I don't know. Are we talking That's about the survival game? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I don't think we see it. You don't think so? This is, this is not the year? No. Do you think we see it at all? You think they're still working on it? Or not a word. Dead? Not a word. That's crazy. Well, that, like, okay, at we'll see most, tomorrow, maybe listed as... <laughs> Maybe listed as additional pro- projects. Like you might literally see a word, but we're not getting a trailer. We're not getting gameplay. We're you might get a name. Crazy. Maybe you get a name. They call it uh, Fluffers. Blizz. All right. Fibers. Name counts as text. I'm not going to take an L if they go, hey, that survival game. Oh, you're going to take an L. We said nothing o? else about e e. Uh, is uh, is now called. Happy fun time survival game. I'm gonna be like, all right, that's still nothing. Like yeah. that's nothing. So it's not much. I agree, but I would love to have something on it. I would love to hear what's going on because that's intriguing to me. That game. And it's also as close as we got to anything new. Really, everything else is either derivative or I don't know. Arc, we keep saying ArcLight. It's not ArcLight. It's just Warcraft Rumble now. But that yeah, game, ArcLight was a better name. Well. It's still got arc lights in it. Arc light surges are still part of the game. They just took it. Some idiot took it out. It made it makes it Warcraft arc light rumble war. Like I mean, it, it's a great acronym. Yeah, I don't think the creative guys chose this, but I do think the marketing guys are onto something because it is easier to market that name. Just call it Warcraft Rumble. The brand is Warcraft. I feel like rumble. it comes yeah, to the, the same only place. thing of that name that I remember is ArcLight. Exactly. That's the only like, part of the name I remember. That's on there are 500 basis. games called Rumble, like you know, including the Rumble Pack for the N64. But like, <laughs> nothing is called ArcLight. So it was the dis- you know, Warcraft is the brand. ArcLight's the distinguishing word. Um, but they probably kept Rumble because it made more. They should just kept it all together. It was fine. Or it just Warcraft ArcLight or something. I don't mind the word ArcLight. I just know that there were meetings. There had to have been meetings where they're like, well, yes, this, this is we're going to the mobile team, audience, this, and the mobile audience yes, isn't as cute. Unsurprisingly, in. they all came together to make the wrong decision. This is, this is the same team that said their MOBA is going to be not a MOBA, but a team brawler, and decided to put out marketing related to oh, that. Like, yeah. It's a MOBA. Uh, I forgot. Yeah. Why, that, we, that's like, that's, Bo, I'm giving you such a high yeah. five for that. That is exactly yeah. the Bo, same. You, is, you get points same for people that. Re- you What's that? You get points for that. That's that's a really yeah, good point. Yeah. I forgot it's, about it's that. It's the same. It's the same thing where it's like it. You know, it's just I like uh, it was fine. It had great. Yeah, it was just it's a it was fine. They should just call it a, mo- a MOBA. A lot, that was actually a pretty good name. Yeah, a mo- call it a MOBA. Here's of the storm. It's a MOBA. They spent so much time trying to convince us it was a fighting game spin out. Yeah. And meanwhile, they won't call Hearthstone a JPEG brawler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're ever coming well, around. Why on hasn't that, one. that term caught on? I think Come JPEG on. brawler is my favorite like way to just uh, speak derisively about any card game. It's like, oh, card game's so special. It's just like just shaking a JPEG around on a screen. Like, yeah. Chill out, man. They're not that good. At the end of the day, you're not lying that is true it is a bunch of jpegs moving around like they don't gotta animate much they don't gotta like you know <laughs> we never uh, get in trouble put any adobe this. after effects in. I know, like, it's not even a gif it's just a it's jpeg just, oh, I, I, oh i learned how to use a shader oh man <laughs> we we never get in trouble when we when we uh are reductive about hearthstone it'll be fine no emails it'll it's be not fine just hearthstone. it's magic as well i mean come on guys like how much money it's, are you gonna charge Bo is saying all game card ever? games are yeah, every game bring it bring it on baby you like card games even I real like card games. games even tabletop ones are just printed jpeg brawlers that's what the you're thing saying is, I you invested in a printer and cardstock <laughs> What really ticks me off is the one-to-oneness of the paper card game versus the digital. Because yeah. you think, hey, we got computers, it makes things cheap. 
Uh, I don't got to buy a notebook to write stuff in Word. You know what I mean? Like I'm saving paper. I'm writing it down. But somehow this doesn't apply to card games, you know? Mm-hmm. And all you do is move some JPEGs around and you got to charge an arm and a leg for your JPEGs. Like, Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're ripping people off from the jump. So, <laughs> you know. That's one way crazy. of looking at it for sure. Magic card, magic card should, on the line should just be like fifty cents for a hundred. Like, it, why is it so expensive to make? Why is JPEG so expensive? Because they will they will do whatever the market bears, and unfortunately, we the market have bared them to be higher than. Well, that. Stop bearing the market, guys. Because well, all those people that are going to write angry emails to Bo continue to say it's more than what it is. <laughs> well, the JPEG. other thing is. Technically, Magic's been free online forever. There's that program that just lets you make any card, oh, and then yeah. you can connect to another player and play. Like, yeah. you you do not need to pay the company at all to play any card game. You can just upload the JPEGs to, I can't remember what the software's called. Probably shouldn't say it on the show anyways, but you can Google it. Um, you can play any card game, like apply the rules, get on Discord with people, and just play the oh, card game. Oh, you're talking about um, uh, Tabletop Maker or whatever it is. The... Not even. It's, it was like, it's a program that's been around for like 30 years. Like, uh, oh. it's got a name. I can't remember. There's a I couple mean, of them. I assume maybe. it's janky and weird, right? It's not like some nice pop. Back polish. then it was, but I mean, I haven't looked into it in a, for a while. I'm just saying it's not, you know, it's like. Um, is it open source? Probably is by now. Like, yeah. you can print off any cards you like and play with your friends too. Like not that I'm endorsing piracy per se, but it's just like, you got to respect what it is you're asking people to spend money on. And if you ask someone to spend $2,000 on JPEGs, like that's insane. Mm. And that's what some people spend on their card addictions. And it's, you know, meanwhile, you'll balk at spending $50 for, is it even any good? An eight out of 10? But then you'll turn around and spend $2,000 on JPEGs. You know, like it's crazy. Well, wait till I I tell you about how. At least Pokemon cards came with those little mana things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for what? For baseball card people, it was. The gum. gum, the gum in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah like, I didn't. I didn't buy JPEGs. I bought gum. I bought I gum, gum. Damn it. <laughs> things like Slay the Spire and Stacklands. It's fine. They're charging a reasonable price. It's like the whole game. Here's twenty dollars. Yeah, it's a card game, but whatever. It's cool. Yeah, but well, it's, it's a game. So here are the mechanics the, of the game. You're getting a full <laughs> game because at the end of the, the day, it's the trading you, card model where it's normal to spend a thousand dollars in a year or more on JPEGs. Yeah, your, it's the business your, model. Your it's not the game. The games are games. Yeah. Like you. You could you could argue that uh, I don't know what's a game we're uh, playing now. Uh, you could argue that Cyberpunk is a bunch of JPEGs, and that's what you paid for. But that isn't the same. We're not talking about yeah, the same. Paying per, you're not paying per polygon, right. For a random assortment of five JPEGs you already have, <laughs> sucker. You want right. want five dust for it? <laughs> Cash five thousand dust and maybe they'll get an extra useful card thousand dollars later. Yay. Yeah, that like, stuff sucks. I don't it, like it either. It's such a it's such a scam. It's such a you know scam stone magic the scammering, you know all of that stuff online. Scam stone. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone say, call it scam stone, but I like it. <laughs> magic the scammering. Somebody like should that. do. Somebody should make a game like a chore core game that is about uh, sneaky video game models, uh, business models that screw people over. Somebody should make that game. That'd be a fun game to yeah. play. Microtransaction simulator. Yeah. You're just trying. How many microtransactions can you put in the game before the players are too mad to buy the game? Exactly. We don't even have this in our lineup, but that bullshit going down with the Silent Hill thing. Do you guys follow that at all? What that deal is? Silent Hill. What's going on oh, with Silent on Hill? On so Silent Hill was it was a big deal last year. They announced a reboot, and I guess basically Silent Hill Two was getting a complete remake. Yeah. Well, the thing that's out is has a battle pass, 
has uh, it's episodic. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, you need to. I can't believe we didn't think to put this in the notes because I I completely forgot about it. But um, hold on, I'll find the deal. I'll find the it's Silent Hill two. Uh, no. Hill 2, the game you always remembered, now with a battle pass. Okay, so here it is, Silent Hill Remakes. Okay, Silent Hill Ascension. Oh, it's the Silent Hill Ascension thing. Here's what it is. So this may not be the 2 remake. But this, okay, that's, that, not that it okays it. Right, it's that different, That is though. a little different, though. Yeah, it's a lot different. So here's what it is. Silent Hill Ascension Live Now is a free-to-play... <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors calls it a free-to-play disaster with some promising ideas. Um, but basically, they have a battle pass. They have emote crap you can buy. Like, they tried to take a survival horror game series and turn it into this Fortnite model. It's really weird, man. Like, really I mean, weird. No one's happy about it. I'll say this. That sounds bad. I'm not going to make an excuse for it. But I do think horror is a good genre to experiment. Sure. Kudos on them for experimenting. Shame on them for doing it poorly. <laughs> Always strive for new ideas. These were shitty, but never, never stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought they were adding it to two, and I have to say, like, that would be... Maybe that's why I'm more okay with hearing this. I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, you started on such a level of, like, yeah, they yeah. did what? I know. I, what? I, always, I conflate <laughs> this remake with this. For some reason, I can't separate the two, but they're not the same project. In fact, I think they even announced these separately, but in my head, they were all part of the same deal. I don't know what's going on there, but it sounds like to me, at least in this case, it sounds like Konami's lost their mind. Nobody wants to do this. Who well, wants to do I this? think last week we had a Dear Martha that ended with, this is why nobody likes you. It continues. It does continue, continue to show. Well, this is, where, this is where I make that comment about those leaders in game development, because it's really starting to, it should have become apparent to me a long time ago, but it's really becoming apparent that like... Those people, the game developers, they do shield the games from the from the money people in a big way. Like you sort of assume because they're all in game business that they'd have some sense. Like they play games and understand what's fun and what's not, and they just don't. They have no idea. Like it, it, it they haven't a freaking clue because the the prevailing thoughts about ensuring i guess revenue or whatever just come first and foremost in their head i guess like i don't know like how do you how do you even let something out the door like this silent hill ascension like how how could you even imagine this is a product somebody would be excited about in what multiverse shard like are you <laughs> imagining this happen like it's so it's so like off the wall and it's like oh they just don't know yeah they yeah. just don't know they don't care and they think their ideas will just work well, then yeah, the sad bad. thing is all the developers, the broad term developers, uh, are the ones that get blamed for it. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, they got to earn the they, salary. That's the career they find themselves in. And, you know, maybe they're looking to jump ship when they can. I don't know how it works in Japan. It might be a little different in Japan. It might be just like, I think you stay with the company you're with or whatever. So you just do the work. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah. the Final Fantasy people. They're, they've all been there forever. Like they rarely. Yeah, I don't go. think they change jobs as much as like we do in the North America or even yeah. Europe. I think that's very common um, over there. It's just stay there and never go anywhere else. But, but like Yoshi that, P, that contributes to the problem in a way. But you know, that's their culture. So I guess whatever. But well, good luck, Konami, with your bullshit. Uh, 
Overwatch and Diablo 4 are probably not going to hear much other than Dia- something for Overwatch will probably look sort of PvE-ish and, but won't be. Overwatch oh, John, you 3? said this too, right? Overwatch 3? I, 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 gr- said, I said we'll see a new character or season or whatever they do to justify that game's continued existence. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what new... Oh, I did say this. I did. I will say this. Here's my genuine prediction for Overwatch because I don't follow the game. I'm not that interested. So I I do think that there will be a you know a new season or hero. I, maybe those go hand in hand. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, new season, but new hero, I, new map. I do think here's here's where I will plant a flag on something specific do and it. not necessarily safe. They are going to show something and they are going to talk about it as if they are bringing PVE to Overwatch and it will 100% not be PVE in Overwatch. Yeah. But they will definitely paint it like it. They'll be like Or it'll just be like a mission pack, right? We're going to yeah. get ready. If you want to if you're looking for PVE content, we're bringing it to you with the new Overwatch 2 the Omnics having a party uh, pass and you're going to you and your friends are going to be fighting against the AI and they'll make it seem like it's going to be a big PVE thing and uh, an attempt to kind of go look over here to all the why aren't you putting PVE in this game people I, I do agree. think that will happen. I agree with you and it's going to be that's going to be an awkward moment where people are not going to be happy there's no happiness to be had from an Overwatch anything Unless they come out and say, we've heard you, and now it's three, and three. No, I think Bo did make that joke. Did you say Overwatch 3? Yeah, I said Overwatch 3. <laughs> I Look, that's what I think they should do. If you yeah. want, buy the money. That's what they should do, Overwatch 3. But well, it's not like they got to do anything. It's so they ridiculous. They just got to slap so a 3 on it, and that's it, right? Like, yep. it's not, there's no box to release. There's no, you know, whatever. It's just, it's like a season almost. What if they really, what if they announced Overwatch Tactics and it was a. Yes, because that would be making a new game, which is what I've wanted since before Overwatch 2. When Overwatch 2 came out and you and Bo were all on my ass for being negative when I saw the trailer for it, because (laughs) I said, lo and behold, I don't think this PvE content's ever going to be good. That trailer Um, was awesome. It it was was awesome. Because... It was because Zero hours, awesome. all along what I wanted was a different game. Overwatch is fine, but Overwatch can keep existing and still be fine for people that like Overwatch. They should have continued that and supported it and let it grow and keep being great. And then they should have made something else in the Overwatch universe because the Overwatch universe is interesting mm. and good. Mm. But instead they just said, what if we made that exact same game all over again and put a two on it? Yeah. I can't. I, I like to be. I like. I like to find issues with John's opinions. This I can't on this one. You're right. Lots of people do, Scott. I know <laughs> it's fine. There will be plenty who do it for. I you. can't beat this one though, because honestly, as much as I enjoyed, I enjoy Overwatch. I liked early Overwatch two because basically I was playing more Overwatch and it felt good and it had been a while. But in all honesty, they really did just like slap a two on a thing that already existed. The engine didn't change much. The graphics didn't budge, really. They added a free-to-play aspect to it. I mean, I'm playing a ton of, ton of Dark Tide. That could have been Overwatch time. 
Yeah, that's true. You could have played that, but instead you killed zombies inside, not zombies, whatever they are inside of big giant ships. Nurgle, nurgly things. Mm-hmm. Nurgly things. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like that was, I was looking forward to being a big Overwatch fan because of the PVE content and they fucked up. A lot of people were looking forward to that, including one Chris Metzen once told me that. He said, I'm so disappointed. I was really looking forward to that. I said, yeah. me too, man. So was I. That was when I was being arms folded curmudgeon about Overwatch 2. Either Scott or Bo, you guys said to me, yeah, but when that PVE comes out, you're going to try it, right? Yeah. And I think my answer was, yeah, because that's the one thing I'm looking forward to. I think that was me. And of course you would, but it didn't. And you were right. It didn't. And it sucks. Yeah, uh, Diablo, Diablo 4 is the easiest category to predict in here. Yeah, they're going to tease an expansion and show off a new season thing and talk about all the changes and sweet stuff they've done to it, yeah. right? It'll be they, fine. They, there's more changes. Like They're real excited. They've been they've been pulling a Johnson on that stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to what we show, what we have. What? How do you say that sentence? Uh, I can't, can't wait to show you what we have in store. You at know, like BlizzCon, yeah. 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 There's been a lot they're, of they're, they're kind of stoked. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm actually and, thinking, you know, based on this solid. survey that may or may not have gone out, maybe stuff on the store will be affordable. I don't know. Oh, wow. That's some big, that's some big, exciting prediction. Guys, can I just say, so this screenshot, I actually don't know if this survey is supposed to be secret or not. Mm. Sometimes they tell you to keep it confident. Sometimes they don't. This wasn't sent to me. This was sent to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I saw screenshots of it from yeah. an insider. Yeah. It is the most confusing survey I have ever taken in my life. Oh my gosh, really? I just, I need to talk about this. It's the only place I can think to talk about this. So the survey was basically, hey, what do you think of Diablo 4? You know, kind of, you know, your range of emotions on it. Um, have you purchased anything for Diablo Four? kind of range of emotions on it? And then it got to this section and I should have read it carefully, but usually surveys are pretty self-explanatory. I didn't know it was going to be this hard. They said something about the upcoming thing and it's like, hey, we're going to show you money and things that could be in the shop that may not exist in the shop yet. And you're going to say whether you would be most excited or least excited for it. And then it it would take whoever got the survey to a page. And the page would be like a store page saying new armor for a class. Yeah. And then you could either click most excited or least excited. And then it would say custom town portal colors. And Ooh. then it would be a picture of a $5 bill. And it would say $5 and then a picture of like a couple twenties and it would say $40. Same thing. Most excited or least excited. So I can't tell you how many times I looked at $40 and went, I'm least interested in spending $40. Thank you very much, Blizzard. Yeah. None of that sounds. I was literally sitting there going, I'm not interested in $40. I don't know what it means. Chat's going, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I thought they were going to show me. I thought they were going to show me a picture of something that could be in the store and then tell me what the price of that thing could be. And if I would be interested at that price, but that is not how it worked out. And you could only pick one from each side. Mm. You had to be like, I'm interested in armor for classes. I'm not interested in spending $50. And that's basically what you would have to do. And you went through just tons of these. Mm. 
It's the most insane survey I've ever seen in my life. And like, how hard is it? Blizzard, you have overpriced your Diablo 4 store by about 80%. (laughs) Like all their projections are based on that 80% though, right? That's the problem. That's the problem. They start high. You can always go down. You can't, you, it's bad. It's way harder to go up. So I, I this doesn't surprise me at all that they'd go like high. you've overbundled, and then on top of that, everything is overpriced by about eighty percent. I think I might have said this before. Went to the grocery store. I don't know if this is true. I was looking at Hot Wheels for my son. A lady came up and said, "Did you know those used to be?" Two dollars a piece. Nobody ever bought them. They lowered the price down to one dollar. Now adults, kids, we constantly sell out of them. Yep, hundred percent true. Blizzard, the- lower your prices on the Diablo Four store. You have a game that feels under uh, under baked as far as the amount of items and content in your game. If you were charging a couple bucks to add some stuff to my transmog, people would pay that. People are not going to pay $40 because you only offer it in a bundle of a bunch of stuff they don't want when that's already too much for that thing. Yeah, they're bundle happy over there. I'd pay five bucks for a portal, a cool animated portal. I'd do that, but don't make me spend 40. So susceptible to like microtransactions. Like I have to be careful. Part of the reason I don't like mobile games is because I know how easy it is for me to fall into predatory practices with that stuff. I'm very susceptible to it. And I haven't spent a dime in the Diablo four store. It's so overpriced that even me, a potential whale that knows I have a problem with these things went, well, there's no way, no way Mm. I would do that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they're too high. I know that for sure. Uh, let's see what else we talked about all this other stuff. You think any heroes mentions at all? No. If it's going on, only if it's going to game pass, which is like, or steam, which is like 50, 50. But I think if it goes to steam, they don't even mention it. That's not, they just put it, they just throw it on, just put it on steam. Yeah. But if it's on game pass, they might do it to, there might be like a Microsoft might have like, um, a VOD in the wings, like Microsoft partners now owns, you know, Blizzard. Here's what it means. Brouhaha. This is on Game Pass. That's on Game Pass. That's on Game Pass. You know, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So you probably see your heroes. I assume heroes is still relevant enough, hopefully, that it warrants moving to Game Pass. I hope so, too. I'll, well, we'll have a very angry episode if, like. Oh, if they don't do it. A bunch of games move to Game Pass and not heroes, we'll be like. Uh, do we think Phil Spencer shows up? Uh, maybe he could be a nice yes. little pop. The he guest already out. showed up for a speech, so I'm guessing he's going to show up too. I'll bet he shows up in video form and not there live. I'll bet he's there's mm. a little short clip. Hey, Thanks. Blizzard gamers, we're so happy to have you in the Microsoft family. Here's the bear, bear, bear. Master Chief loves you. Kiss my ass, bye, and that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, just that. Kiss my ass, bye. <laughs> yeah, Sounds quote my words. Hungry. That's exactly what he's going to say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he probably will. Someone in the chat, sorry, I just noticed this. J.D. Wilson in the chat says the K-pop skins for the for the Laceraphim group, each skin, 25 bucks each? Holy shit. Now, I that's could see... Normal. I, that's I knew normal were, for Overwatch. Well, I knew they were getting skins, but I thought, oh, the whole group would be a package of skins for 25 Each skin no. is 25 bucks a pop. Hell no. People are crazy for their K-pop. That's like... You know that K-pop, um, you might not know this, because I, I learned this recently too, you don't just buy one of their albums. Like They have different collector's albums with different inserts, so you buy the album five times so that you get all the different 
hopefully get the different things. Crazy. So K-pop is already monetized to hell and back for the really popular artists. Microtransaction. So yeah, <laughs> Blizzard, I'm pretty sure Blizzard's not leaving that money on the floor. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and, I- and if you're like that, money's insane. You either can't afford it, which is fine, or you're not really a big K-pop fan. Because my understanding is, you throw money at you know the K-pop group you stand. If you cared, you'd spend the money. Yeah, I mean, Tom Merritt spent six hundred whatever dollars for two tickets just to see them at an event that has very little to do with them. So, well, they're going to do a couple numbers. It's not a full concert set, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I don't think it's a full thing. Yeah, you're right. I think it's just a little bit of a couple songs, maybe. and one of them, they've already done a video with, you know, featuring Overwatch content that's already up on YouTube. And that's been there since early October. But anyway. Um, so I contemplated going to a concert. And then I was like, mm, I started to run into the 1000s. Mm. And I was like, I'm saving my money. <laughs> F yeah, these people. F I don't that. really like them that much at all. Forget it. <laughs> I get, yeah. Who cares? I yeah. think it's great. You know, if your fandom reaches that far, go for it, whatever, whoever you are. But it's just that there's a limit, man. Like, even if you can afford it, there's a limit on how much you should spend on anything that isn't represented in parts and labor. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just insane. Like, yeah. no one's worth $3,000 to go see for a, at two hours. Oh Sorry. my gosh! One hundred and twenty-five bucks for the whole set of these girls. Uh, if you buy the bundle, it you get a savings. It drops it down to sixty-eight, and that includes skin, emote, victory pose, all that stuff. Oh, you get a full. You get all the different bells and whistles. <sighs> yeah, but one hundred and twenty-five bucks, even sixty-eight bucks. I mean, come on, that's crazy to me. I can't. Yeah. I can't. That's, justify well, that's that. nothing in the JPEG battler world. No, that's, no, that's, that's very small. Friday night. Best best price ninety nine ninety nine. Get it now while it's hot. All right. But so yeah. uh, one other thing I was going to say about that was um, I forgot now, and so that's great. I totally don't remember <laughs> oh. what I was going to yeah. say. Oh, the heroes thing. Um, they're selling a shirt or something there, or maybe it's a backpack. I think Kyle just said, told us about this. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle sent a message saying. Uh, uh, Reddit's they, freaking see, out about it. Right. Apparently, hero symbol made it to the backpack. Yeah. And now the Reddit is filled with hope. Yeah. I'll, uh, you know, I've, I've been hurt too many times. I'll believe it when I see it. Like, there's a reason I said this in the Discord too. My predictions for BlizzCon this year, I feel like I set that bar on the floor. <laughs> I feel like I have given them a very easy to clear bar. And if they cannot clear where I put that bar, something happened. Because somebody would have to lift it up for them to physically go under it. Yeah. I would much rather be surprised than disappointed, which is why I'm not throwing out ideas like WoW 2 and stuff like that. Yeah. I think everything I'm predicting is extraordinarily sensible. And man, it would be cool to be surprised. It sure would like, be. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. We all want that. I'd love to be surprised. So please surprise yeah. us, Blizzard. And don't forget to check us out tomorrow because we're going to cover the whole damn opener. <laughs> check us out while you're at work. <laughs> yeah, while you're at work doing nothing. I hope it's, uh, I mean, I, I when I first looked at the schedule, I went, oh, it was like a 90-minute presentation. That's not unusual for an opening ceremonies. But the way you guys made me think about the math, it's so close to lunch. This is probably an hour max, right? Maybe I we mean, get an hour yeah. out of it. We're yeah. not getting 90 minutes. I don't minutes. know if they took lunch into account. 
They well, used to. They did. Maybe they did. That's they where my to. theory came from that it was VODs and not live presentation. Oh, yeah. Phil is not going to want to give a speech at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, but they have done that in the past. Like there was always a consideration in past BlizzCons. I was privy to a meeting when the year I hosted the Q and A where it was talked about. This all has to be done before the lunch thing. You know, we have to. Well, people they, have to eat. They're employees. They are entitled to a lunch break. Uh, they got to coordinate that stuff. Yeah. Even, yeah. So that's why I'm like, they're having the open ceremony over lunch. That's weird. Well, they're starting it so freaking early, or sorry, late, like eleven p eleven a.m. their time. It's usually nine their time, and right. we're all rushing to get in line by seven thirty in the morning. And it's you know it's a busy enough morning for all those people that they're going to want to have lunch. They, they can't show up at 10 and be like, I'm going to eat now. They can't do Bo Schwartz style things. They have to eat lunch before they arrive <laughs> or breakfast before they arrive. If they're smart yeah. and have lunch at lunchtime. So I'm pretty sure, you know, I don't know for sure. But that's my guess. My guess is that like it's an hour or it's a bunch of VODs, like a, a keynote live speech. And then VOD, like Apple style VODs, like you said in the discord. Yeah. This is extraordinarily fair. I'm not laughing because I think Bo's wrong in his logic. I'm laughing because it's the most Bo logic thing I've ever heard, which is, have we considered what's happening with lunch? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean Bo logic? I, I was a middle manager where if people didn't get their lunch, they were like, uh, what about my lunch? And I couldn't say to them, you don't get lunch. Only people who work, only closers get lunch. Yeah. You know, I have to be like, yes, of course, uh, we have to remember your lunch. Like I'd schedule meetings and it's like, I'm the boss. Everyone show up to my meeting and then people would be like, oh, well, I had my break. So I didn't come. And I'm like, but I'm the boss and I set the meeting, but you still took your break. And of, of course you did. Of course of they course did. You They're did. entitled this is to tyrant it. bow. This is my, ty my tyrant side saying you should just yeah. haven't been embarrassed to prioritize your break and not come to the meeting. <laughs> but the person who knows employment law bow is like, okay, well, I probably should just let them take their break and not give them a hard time about it. So yeah. And, and just think about these things ahead of time. Who's on? We're going to meet at two. Who's on break at two? Okay. Better schedule for 145. Nope. Someone's on break at 145. 230. Let's not do it at a time Bo wants at all. Let's do it at a time that you guys want because sure. I'm just I, I, I'm just higher in the ranking than you. It doesn't mean my time is any more valuable than yours and you have to defer to me. Yeah. Sorry, I think I think I think maybe John was was getting the same. You're getting the vibe of like the way hobbits need to have three breakfasts and two lunches. And <laughs> well, what, what I about mean, employee like human rights? It's it's a normal thing. You it know, is, it's like it is. They all have to have their lunch. Like so, you know, they're 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 not skipping their lunch, especially not on an important day like BlizzCon. That's also a mile, supposed to be a celebration for them too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and you know what I, I want to say this if we seem like we're maybe not down but just like have lower expectations for this year's event, um, part of that is not taking into account what really makes BlizzCon in the past special, and I'm sure that will still be true this year. And that's the people you get to see your friends that you haven't seen in a long time, the people you raid with, the people you've gamed with and never met before, um, people you've you know influencers you follow, whatever it is. That is a really cool thing, regardless of all of these announcements. Like that's what people really are paying for. I mean, some are going to com complain if they don't like what's shown, but, but really that getting together bit is the bit. That's the stuff that rocks and you're yeah. paying Blizzard a lot of money to do that, but it's still there and it's still awesome. And I hope, I hope people really have a good time. 
Yeah. I want to clarify for chat room real quickly though. Too, this is, we're talking about C-suite people. I know there's some people that that they say f your lunch and you don't get one, but C-suite people get their lunch. Yeah, <laughs> those yeah. people get their entitlements. All right, we're talking to like top executive people. They're not. Oh hell yeah! Know, unless they, do, you know, if if one of them has a particularity about something, you know, they're gonna be accommodated. There's also so. some liability stuff. They can't. They they have to like give room for not just employees, but people there piled into a place. You have to just give them the room to be humans. They got to pee. They got to eat. Yeah. They gotta- it's a PR event. You can't go around mistreating people or that Jason Schreier will have that on his Twitter account in no time. You know what I mean? Sure. It gets out. So yeah, everyone's on good behavior. It's a press event. Yeah. There's no, there's, there's no reason why people shouldn't be getting their lunches at BlizzCon. I agree. We'll tune in tomorrow, find out how wrong we are about all this. Uh, or right. Maybe we're <laughs> every, right every about last a few things. Every yeah. last word, every last period. We're going to we're gonna take our break now. When we come back, we'll talk about the games we played this week. We got some Dear Martha. We got some uh, follow-up and feedback from other people. All kinds of fun stuff. And even a few news stories that happened this week while you were sleeping. That'll be us in a minute. We'll be right back. where you wrote sniff because yeah. you weren't on there. I said, I'm going to tell Scott they just forgot that there were three hosts on this show. <laughs> that would have been good. That's that good. good. That's yeah. very good. Um, that been yeah, good. we played Phasmophobia with Kyle and Garrett. Scott wasn't invited. Nope. I don't know why. You would have been more entertaining than me. Um, I think I know why. It's because A, I'm terrified, and B, um, Bo had a helmet. And you're you're a cool dude. So why not? Why not Joe and Joe? Why not Bo and John? Joe? Why not Joe no. and Bon? <laughs> but how did it go? Did you guys get as scared as that game makes me? Because that game freaks me the f out. It's good. I was impressed. I, I I it wasn't like an actiony kind of scary game. It's you know fine trying to figure out what the ghost is. It's you actually do investigation with tools and stuff mm-hmm. and there's a lot of real tension because the ghosts get mad at you <laughs> and uh, they kill you. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I don't know if everyone knows what phasmophobia is. I had no idea what it was leading up to it. I didn't even research it. I did the training the day before and um, was like, okay, I'm ready to let it rip. And it, it's, I wish the flashlights were brighter, but apart from yeah. that, yeah. Um, that's like part the of the fun, though. Flashlights. It's part of the fun. Yeah, but of having in VR, it's pretty bad. I don't think it illuminates enough, even in VR. Oh, it I feels think. like wow. it somehow makes the world darker. I don't yeah. know how to explain it, but I turn on the flashlight and I'm like, why is it harder to see with this? At the end of our session, off? it got to the point where I was like, I'm not even going to bring a flashlight. Like, what's the point? I'll yeah. just stumble around in the dark. I'll die quicker, anyways, probably. Um, although I think the reverse is true depending on the ghost, but I love all the different behaviors of the ghosts. The ghosts like types have personalities mm-hmm. and I think they're remixed a little bit, um, depending on, you know, like responds to many people or being alone. Um, once we got into the swing of things, it was really fun. Um, I like all the different tools and ways you have to process of elimination to figure out what type of ghost it is, where it is. All the sounds are creepy. It was great in the headset. Uh, janky game, by the way. I don't know if it's janky on the flat screen, but it's definitely janky for the VR version. You know, mm-hmm. my belt was out in front of me. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, I look cursed apparently. But, um, no, it was, uh, you know, it's good and scary. I, I, I want to play again uh, badly. Even how, though how did I you? How did you feel about the the equipment selection and 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 the pot? You know the the choosing of of equipment, like what's best to use when, like that stuff, kind of threw me. I kind of had a hard time knowing what I should take in there and what I shouldn't. I th- it's I think you get used to how exactly it works, right? Because like for example, the motion sensor, which mm-hmm. Garrett unlocked because he reached level five. I thought it would trip if anyone walked over it, but it's only the ghosts. Right. So then. So then I'm in the truck and I'm going like, oh, the motion sensor's tripping. And everyone's like, wait, what does that mean? And like, here, I'm walking over it. Is it tripping? I'm like, no, you're not tripping it, even though you're walking over it. And they're like, oh, shit, the ghost is here. <laughs> you know, like, you, it's a le- like you got to like sort of be patient. It's a learning process. Um, wow, that guy has a shelf. What, what version also, of the look game how is this? good in this gameplay. Look how good the flashlight is. Like this person's got a lot of really nice equipment in the gameplay you're showing, and yeah. I'm really jealous. Well, you upgrade. It is kind all of a weird progression where like you start with like the worst tools imaginable. Yeah. And and then it gets better as you make more money, which makes sense, I guess. But like it is also funny because it's like, well. You can't use a lighter until you're level 19. It's like, what? Why? Uh, it feels a little arbitrary, but I had a really good time with the game. I did not get scared, which I think led to me dying a lot. Yeah, John by I, far had the highest body count. Really? You I died, died the most, eh? Wow. I died a lot in this game, and I think it's because... The game wants you to be afraid of the ghost and run from it and, and hide. And instead, people would be like, the ghost is down here. And I'd go, well, I need to go take a look at that. Let's see what's going on. And I'd go down there, and then I'd get killed immediately. I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't have gone down there. I, di- yeah. I died. If you, if you anger the ghost, they'll, they'll, they'll get mad at you. And some of them are quick to anger. Some of them are not. But yeah. yeah. I feel like I died in 80% of our matches, and it was usually just me going like, oh, what? There's a ghost in here? Just <laughs> just dying from it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's good. Like, it's a very atmospheric game. It's very hard for video games to scare me. I do think I jumped at one thing. I think it was one of the ear whispers. 
did make me go, oh, what was that? Oh, I that just stuff, really dude. wasn't expecting it. I hate that um, so much. But yeah, I definitely was the character that died immediately every single time because people would be congregating outside of the room, planning, talking about what they should do. And I was like, I'll go in there and look. If there's a ghost, there's a ghost. I don't know. What do you want to um, do? Some of the best parts of the game, though, is when we leave like like um, the cameras or the dot projector and then we see like the ghost on camera. Like there was one point where I'm in the truck and I'm like, I see the ghost, I see the ghost in there. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it's just like this incredible event when you actually spot one and you're like, well, yeah, plus it's, it's what pro- it's proximity audio. So could they hear you out in the truck or how, how did yeah, that with work? the walkie talkies? Oh, yeah, right. right, right. Walkie talkies. Right. I, I actually think that being, uh, having a person in the truck is makes this game way cooler. I actually think having yeah, whether it's, truck that's what you're being or having someone that's that just stays in the truck and commands. Yeah, I think is a super cool role for this game. Look Did at how pl- this person's playing. Here's the, here's what I don't like. The way the person who's playing. Sorry to just talk about the visual on this podcast, sure. but I'm like it, this. What you're showing is so different than what we did. Mm. Like this feels like the okay. Now we're min maxing our ghost hunting in a way that I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, this these, is people that really know weird. it. They know right where to go. Throw a camera on the ground. Where to put the sensors? When to pull out the the heat sensor thing or the cold sensor thing? Whatever that's called. This this game would definitely like the better you are at the game, the worse the game is. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like what's what's the point? I'll like, never be good at it because it just terrified me the whole damn time I was in but there. You you, you don't want to be. That's what I mean. You don't want to be that good at it because then the fun stuff doesn't happen like i know at one point like i kept finding cameras and going like oh there's a camera in this level and then john was like i spent time putting that camera there put the camera down i was like oh, oh. i kept like picking up his like carefully placed cameras yeah it's hilarious there's a but if i that. was really good at the game i'd be like oh I'd, I'd know exactly what i was doing and wouldn't be making those mistakes yeah it's hard it's hard i was oh, travis is in the chat he played with me when i played last or it's been a while. I don't remember when I, if I that was the last time I played. But yeah. there's a I put a link to our stream there if you want to show that for viewers. Oh yeah, do you got? Uh, let me grab that real quick yeah. here. But um, or where is it? Is it in the Discord? Oh, in the Discord. Sorry, I'm looking on Discord. the doc. Yeah. Um. Here. We um. Go. Yeah. No. It, it's just like the chaos is part part of what makes it fun, right? And also, just making mistakes and things like that. It's that's where a lot of the inter- emergent entertaining gameplay comes from. But John's not wrong. Having a guy in the truck's useful because it tells you when the ghost is getting agitated, there's a ghost beater in there. Mm-hmm. So you can tell people like, Oh, it's a 10, like get out, get away. Or, or, you know, if you're trying to find it, keep doing what you're doing. You're pissing the ghost off. This will get it, coax it out of hiding. Um, and then, and then there's um, a screen for the map. So when you go to the large ones, like the insane asylum was like nuts. I didn't like the insane asylum at all. Oh, <laughs> I the hate map is, that one. That scares me. The map the is so over. huge that being in the truck, you can see where people are. You can guide them, like go left, go right. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, and then they have the map. And then there's also another, oh, sanity meters. I think, John, also what you'd let your sanity meter. Like you have to stay in the light and come take a truck break so that your sanity meter recovers. Yeah. Because you're more likely to provoke attacks, I think, if you're 
Losing your sanity? Did you not oh, show up till about? Where, I, how come Bo's not in this till about thirty minutes in? What happened there? Are you just well, not? Well, oh, what, I, do you, what do you what do you think? Oh. He had to set up VR, and you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Bo, Bo shows up when Bo shows up. Yeah, I was a little fine. late, precisely when he means to. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like Gandalf. Yeah, sure. Just just jump ahead a bit, and yeah, it was. It, it it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and with the with the hands free too, you can see me there. I was going like, "Hey, Mister Ghost," and my hand it tracks my hand so I can dab and you know act like an idiot. <laughs> um, I was wiping my butt on the desk. I'm like, I'm wiping my butt on your desk. I do like Good that man. this lets you seamlessly have multiplayer with you on VR and other people not. And I don't know. I like that. I wish there were more. Yeah, games I know. Like it that. was a nice touch. And like, it definitely, I think if I was playing this flat screen, I would not have been scared. Like in VR, it's like, it's oppressive, the darkness. Like at one point, at various points, I would just hide in the corner, even with the lights off. They're like, "Where's Bo?" And I'm just behind a desk. Oh, I'm not moving. Ugh. I'm not moving until someone comes. In, comes. Cl- <laughs> I know the ghost won't bother me if I just sit here and not move. Um, and what's really freaky is when everyone died. I think I was at one point where I was the only one left. Yeah, like all three of you yeah. had died, and I couldn't talk to any of you. And I'm like, I'm not going back in that house. And I'm like, I'm just gonna make the <laughs> best guess I can. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so having, having people fall like that is like pretty freaky when you're all trying to run out of the house. I think the game's come uh, a long way. We should play. I want to play like as soon as possible. You know what? I would that, play with you guys. No problem. I, 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 it's the only way I'd do it actually. I'm not playing with Let, Let's else. do it. Let's find uh maybe next week. Uh, I don't know if this week's pretty booked, but, uh, we'll, we'll get, let's squeeze one in. Cause I wouldn't mind a, a little session in there. And if you're playing, you, are you always going to play it in VR? Probably, right? That's your deal. That's I, it you feels like, well, I could told them, although Gear kind of took it the wrong way. I was like, I'm wearing the VR headset to make the stream more entertaining. And he's like, oh, so our stream's not entertaining? And I was like, no, no, no. But I'm just, I'm being the clown. Like, I put the headset on and hopefully I'll go, <laughs> which I did. <laughs> But I was not in proximity chat to anyone, so nobody heard it. I was, like, mad that it was not on stream. So I think we all have to three of us co-stream so that we capture, like, a bad Yeah, reaction. I almost feel like this game would... I know you would have to house rules it, almost. But I feel like this game would be better if, instead of proximity chat, you just were on Discord. But the rule is if you get grabbed to die, you have to turn off the... You have to mute yourself oh yeah there's it's like part yeah. of the fun is hearing your friends freak out like it's not as fun to like after the fact go oh yeah i yeah. was scared yeah. i thought I don't, I, I don't know didn't the game used to i could be totally wrong about this but when i played it in its earlier iteration i felt like i got muted for the rest of the game like I couldn't yeah, talk once to you die, yeah. you can you can only talk to other dead people. Oh, I see. But so far again, on only in proximity chat still. So if you're on the other side of the building, you won't hear them anyways. Right, yeah. right. But there's think, something scary yeah. about that in and of itself. I, that feeling of I'm far from everyone and I can only hear distant mumblings. I hated that. Well, that's that is you, true. That's you, really, I do like that. that that's, that's why you such keep a the weird walkie. trade off. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a weird trade off. The walkie does create good tension for gameplay. Like, because you're yeah. I'm like, I'm like, please stop. Are you talking? Are you, is everyone still alive? Nobody talks for a while because they're all, and they're like, yes, we're here. And I'm like, whew, okay, heart rate down. Okay, good. Yeah. It's it's a great little game. But yeah, maybe the answer is everybody just co-streams it. Everybody should also have to wear a heart monitor. Oh my gosh, mine's already effed in normal time. I don't, I don't know if I <laughs> put that on. I there. had a Fitbit and I could have done it, but my Fit's broken now or not working. It's not How do you do chart, that? Uh, is it just like, what do you Bluetooth it to the thing or what do you do? 
How do, how do you make that? Um, yeah, I said I, it as a suggestion with no knowledge on how it works. <laughs> I, I think I think what I would do is it's connected to your phone, and yeah. then what you can do is you can plug my phone. Well, I plug my my capture card is now taken up by my camera, so I can't do it anymore. But I could capture and isolate just the heart rate monitor and the phone. Yeah, uh, but all my shorter think, than me friends, their resting heart rate's like sixty five to seventy two or something. Mine at rest, rest, like really tired, like laying there, chill, totally relaxed, 72 at the minimum. And a normal, just me relaxed going about my day is about 85. And everyone's like, that's too high. No, if you're 6'4", that's normal. It's a height thing, Yeah, my doctor yeah. says. But I, I don't know if I want that on screen. I don't want to see people see me up in the 120s, you know? Well, it's just a jogging, you know, whatever. Yeah, but it's like seeing anything. inside of me, kind of. It's weird. Yeah. It's inside of me. <laughs> I don't know. Like people can see inside me somehow. I don't know why that's weird to me. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. So you'd play again is the point. You enjoyed it. Yeah. I love this yeah. game. Big recommend. I definitely enjoyed. I enjoyed the, the, I appreciate the effort to make it a good multiplayer experience. You know, not because I'm a big fan of scary games, but I like that it's scary and multiplayer. I think that's a pretty yeah. big accomplishment. The team is very, very dedicated to it. They, constant updates the game is very different when it first happened so i think people are very happy about that it's still enjoying i'm pretty sure it's overwhelmingly positive reviews all up in the high 90s um, yeah it's a unique one-of-a-kind thing as far as i know i mean lots of scary games but it's not focused on because i was explaining it to my mother and she's like oh but you know you can kill the ghost i'm like no, no there's none of that yeah you have, you have it's a ghost you can't yeah, you just attack. identify it and then they, you can, they can get you you can't get them like yeah. you just figure out what kind of ghost it is and take off there are a lot of games that are attempting similar things now they, they honestly they're all kind of copycatting this this was the big hit and then a million it's it's like slay the spire or something a bunch of copycats mm. came along some are better than others but there's this one i just got uh from a dev called midnight heist and the twist here is you and your friends are on a heist you're there to steal shit like it's a important building full of whatever and there's paranormal stuff that just you have to deal with because that just happens to be a part of the deal so you have two goals you need to survive and detect ghosts and do all those similar things but there's an emphasis on you also need to get the jewels out of the safe (laughs) and like there is get back to your truck just just tell just identifying the type of ghost does feel a little bit like unfinished business. Like it's like, okay, we forget what kind of ghost it is. Enjoy your haunted house. Like you don't, yeah. you don't do anything about it. Like, so it, it does drives feel- away patting themselves on the back. <laughs> yep. We totally went in there and said there was something in that room. Yeah. Like that ghost you have in there. It's, it's a revenant. I took a picture of a bone. Good job. Me. Well, I kind of admire it too. Just conceptually, it took this idea of ghost hunting, which I think is utter bullshit and is a waste of television time. I hate ghost hunting shows. They're boring and dumb and lame and they prey on gullible people. But they took that concept and said, well, why don't we make a game where where we can make all that real and not just fake it out with edits and sound bullshit that they do on those TV shows. If you can tell, I have kind of a bias against that stuff. I hate it. Sure. Um, But in video game form, go for it. Awesome. All right. It's uh, yeah. Oh, Travis, you get your resting heart rate in the 60s. Nice. Nicely done. But anyway, 85 is where I'm at. All right. Well, uh, let's move on now to a game John and I played. And let's just yeah. say it featured uh, a favorite old 80s action hero named Robocop. 
although a lot of people in this game like to call it Robo, and I don't like that at all. I kind of wish Murphy. they would do that. Or Murphy. A lot of Murphy. Murphy, I'm fine with. Murphy. Murphy's cool. They did Murphy in the movies. Uh, I'm fine with Murphy. I just don't like Robo. Like okay, freaking- but if you were if you were not on first name basis with RoboCop, you didn't feel comfortable calling him Murphy. Saying RoboCop all the time is a lot. If I said, how about uh, RC? R- <laughs> RC's pretty good. RC, come here. I got a case for you. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that's good. I don't I mind like, that. I actually. like both of them. I think Robo's fine. I think go that's Robo. They even say it in the movie at one point. They go go Robo. Oh, they do. Well, f that. That yeah. was a bad idea go, then. Ro, Robo, Robo, your boat. And it's a bad idea now. Um, so the game is uh, RoboCop Rogue City. Came out today. Today was the launch day, and um, a fan bought me a copy about a month ago, and I've been so excited for this thing to come because I like the demo, but I also didn't fully explore the demo because I wanted to save it for uh, the the full release. This became a very anticipated game for me this year, very quickly. And I am happy to say that I am enjoying the living shit out of it. Here's the thing, though. Only played two hours today. Um, so that's all I have under, under my skin so far. Under my skin? That's not the word. Under my <laughs> belt. Belt. Yeah. Yep. Where your wiener is. Where your um, is. It is exactly what I wanted it to be from a gameplay perspective. The shooting and the tanking around, blowing shit up and walls falling apart and paper flying everywhere and bloody deaths is really great. Very visceral, really fun. The shooting is fun. I also didn't expect a couple of things that I'm delighted with. The the world is kind of open in a bunch of ways and there are a whole bunch of side quests. I can pass a car and realize it's parked wrong and give it a ticket and I get XP for that. Um, I see a guy on the road who's inebriated and shouldn't be out there and I can give him a citation or I can let him go with a warning. There's like these different things you can do that give you different results, different kinds of XP. I also think that the ability tree is way deeper than I expected. And though all of those things add up to this being great. I'm loving every second of all of that stuff. What I didn't expect was for the dialogue and the acting to be so bad that it's actually kind of good again. Like RoboCop's fine. It's Peter Weller. He's doing what he does. It's all short statements, whatever. It's not a big deal. But everybody else in this game, terrible. They're terrible, in my opinion. And I and I got to the point where I actually kind of like that it's as bad as it is. Do you think it's intentional? Uh, it's such a hard question. Sometimes. Like, there's one. So in RoboCop, there's the guy who's the head of OCP. Mm-hmm. And they interview him early on in the game. Yeah. And like in the movie, he was like, Dick, you're fired. Like that's how he talked, right? Yeah. (laughs) And in this, they cut to him and he goes, well, the uh, RoboCop, we think he's fine. And you're like, what the hell voice is that? You didn't even try. Yeah, you so didn't even Detroit, come close. Like yeah, Detroit accent. What are you doing? I don't even know Some what of accent it is insanely bad. And the problem is, is they're using likenesses of people that you have seen in the movie that you did hear their voices of. There's another guy who was uh, featured prominently in the movie and definitely had like a gruffer voice. And you talk to him and he looks like he would now, like he looks kind of older and he looks like he's got literally lines on his face because he yelled all his life mm-hmm. is how they've modeled him. And mm-hmm. then you go up to him and he's like, hey, Robo, good to have you here. 
Um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, we, we got a real situation, Robo. You're going to need to go in there. Yeah. And you're like, why did you make this decision? Yeah. They have adult but- actors playing kids. They have... <laughs> it's a really weird thing like when people are talking the game strikes me as very uh amateur um like they like the one place they really truly skimped was there's no really good voice acting direction let alone acting it's just bad but i kind of it kind of grew on me like i like how stupid it is and the gameplay more than makes up for it for me. Like it doesn't ruin the experience. Not even close. It'd be great if they were, you know, this was super cinematic and a, you know, kind of the way we expected out of say naughty dog or somebody that'd be amazing, but that's not what this is at all. It's campy. It's pulpy. And the shooting feels great. The environments are insanely cool looking. The character models of humans, non Robocop people. <laughs> it's a real hit and miss. Some of them have strange shoulders. Some people have Naruto arms for no reason. Like it's not even bugs. It's just weird design. But the world, like the environments, the 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 places you go, it's it's like the movie, but also just really well rendered, beautifully rendered. Uh, lots of reflections. Runs in amazing on my on computer. It looks just really great, and I'm loving it. I really like it. So I'm going to keep playing this, and I'm going to beat it, and we'll talk about it more when we get on the other side of it. But John. Uh, hot takes what do you what do you think so far of rogue city i think this game isn't great and as a result it's perfect (laughs) like like that's the only way i can say it there's something so perfect about what they're doing here but it's not a good video game. It's a good video game. It's good not a video great game. It's not a great game. video game. I agree with that. Like yeah. it, it it falls into that perfect B movie territory, like that doesn't really exist for video games. This falls into it absolutely perfectly and nails everything about it. Like and I and I think this only really works for RoboCop. Like this game, if you took another property and just dropped it into this and it wasn't some campy thing like RoboCop, this would not be a good game. <laughs> but I think there's something about it being RoboCop where this game works perfectly for it. Like, I, I it's really hard to say the shooting feels good. Like, mechanically, the game feels very competent, but not excelling at anything in particular. <laughs> yeah. But it also fits perfectly for the world. I am sad he doesn't say nuke every time he picks up nuke. I do like that (laughs) note should have been listened to. Also a big fan of the nuke. Lots of nuke references. Pick up a ton of it. And I just want Peter Weller going nuke more nuke every time every time he picks it up. But um we should say the game is set between Robocop two and three. That's the time frame. So that's why all the nuke is in here, because two introduced that. Um, the yeah. game fluctuates from looking like next gen, genuinely impressive to Xbox 360. And it, it, it like sometimes it's both at the same time. Yeah. Like after you finish the first mission and like it kind of wraps up and it goes to the late title card for Robocop Rogue City, it shows a shot of uh, of Detroit 
like RoboCop's Detroit. Yeah. That looks like it belongs in one of the like best looking video games of the year. You're like, look at that city. It's amazing. Yeah. And then the logo for RoboCop Rogue City pops up and it looks like somebody took a PNG file and went, does this look good enough? And they went, it definitely looks good enough. And they went, yeah, just slap that over the top of that good looking city. It'll be fine. Mm. Like, it's really weird. This game just like, it is more than happy to go from insanely good looking to absolutely trash looking and not care about it. And somehow the fact that it doesn't care works perfectly for this video. Yeah, I can't. You've said it really well because I've had a hard time quantifying that. It's a weird thing to say about a game, but somehow that's somehow what you just said is absolutely true about this game. This may put some people off, but it endears me to it. But it should. This game is not for any for everybody. Not for anybody. It's not for everybody. This game is definitely for some people. I think I'm one of those people, even though I get mad at this game a lot. Like, I'll be playing it and I'm like, why? Why did they make this choice? Why is this like this? This mm-hmm. is so frustrating. Yeah. But I can't stop playing it. It's all I want to do once we're done with the show. Same. Because there is something, especially once you get to the open world. Like it, it opens with a mission and the music is perfect. Like music's really good in this. It's right out um, of the movie. And in fact, uh, even though it's a different arrangement and it's for the game, I got dinged on YouTube, not dinged, but YouTube turned off on monetization saying that I was using the soundtrack from the movie, yeah. which, which so surprised the, me. It, it works really well for the game. And I don't know, man, this game is crazy. Like the, if you like RoboCop, play this game. Like that's as close to the recommendation I can say because it feels like RoboCop. Yeah. And in a in a good way. You don't play it and go, oh, this is this is bad. Like it just is cool, but like you also have to understand that it's one of the weirdest video game experiences ever because like it just it does not care. This game no. doesn't care what you think about it, doesn't care that you don't like the voice acting. It doesn't care that sometimes it looks amazing and sometimes it looks like an Xbox 360 game. It doesn't care that sometimes RoboCop looks like an absolute badass and sometimes he looks like a toddler that's about to fall over. (laughs) Like, like it is more than happy to show you all these things at once Mm -hmm. and just be like, no, it is what it is. That's RoboCop. Sometimes he's the coolest thing you've ever seen. Sometimes he's an absolute putz. Mm-hmm. And we're just presenting it to you. I love this video game. Yeah. Like this, this video game is not a perfect video game. It's not one of the best video games I ever played, but I love this video game. I do so too. Much. It's one of my favorite games of the year, but I would never say this is game of the year. Like it's a weird <laughs> thing to say, uh, you know, and realize it doesn't make sense. It's a little bit like people, you know, you love a movie, even though it's clearly not perfect. It's got issues. Like RoboCop, the movie. Like, it's yeah, a little like, like RoboCop. Yeah. So in, in some ways, it's like very consistent with that. And I, it's all I've thought about this afternoon. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to keep playing this. This is so much yeah. fun. Yeah. So it's there's, just fun. Yeah. It's just a fun video game. I love it. Somebody in our my chat when I was streaming it earlier said, is this a indie game or is this a AAA game? I said, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's both. Yeah, the question... It feels like both at the same yeah, time. Yeah, the question is your answer. Like, the fact that you're asking it is kind of, like, dead on. And and not in a bad way. Like, that's the weird thing is... I sh- These are all... These should be big problems. It's not. It's not a problem. 
Just play it, laugh along, have a good time, blow shit up. The shooting's yeah. amazing. Like just I will give them it. full props for the shooting. The shooting just feels great. And by the way, the the so we were worried about this. I, remember, I don't know if you guys remember us talking about this, but when it, they announced it and they had the demo and everything, we were like, well, I don't want to use any other gun except the cool pistol that is known for Robocop that he puts inside of his leg holster. That should only be the everything he ever fires. Well, that thing is there. And by default, it has unlimited ammo. It reloads, yep. but it has unlimited ammo. And I didn't understand that at first. But once I got the hang of it, I'm like, oh, so I can pick up these other weapons. And some of them are going to be better for certain kinds of fighting. Um, but I'll always have this thing on my side. And it's good. That's a great pistol. So they never once in this game have I gone, oh, shoot, the good guns are gone. No, I've always got a good gun, and it's right here. You got his uh, knuckle spike? Uh, not yet. I haven't used it yet. Yeah, but not you yet never either. Know. Like I'm sure it's gonna show up at some point. There was to. there was a time in the game where you had to go do something with a computer, a wall, and she she used gum to get past it. Do you remember that part? Yeah. She, she, your they really in- leaned into all the aspects of Officer Lewis. They're like, remember that time <laughs> she chewed gum? Yeah. Well, and they use gum. She's doing it again. Yep. So <laughs> so she fixes it with gum, but I was sure he was going to pull out his little spike and and hack the machine or whatever. And he may still do some of that down the road. I have a feeling they keep introducing stuff. It's like, hey, you want to slow down time? Kind of. Um, what's the what's that game? What's that series? Uh, uh, shit, like Max, Max Payne. Payne. Yeah, Payne. Max Payne style. You want to have some bullet time? That's an ability you can unlock uh, if you work in that mm. tree for that stuff. That stuff's way deeper than I expected. Um, there's some weird RPG, not RPG elements, but like every once in a while I'll be like, oh my gosh, I can pick that up and do something with it. Is this Skyrim all of a sudden? For half a second, I thought I could sleep on this mattress on the floor to regain health. <laughs> like it didn't do that, but you know, there's there's aspects of it where you're like, whoa, this is way bigger than it is. And then you'll be in a yeah. scene with like just people talking. You'll go, wow, this is way shittier than it should be. <laughs> And then you, but I, but I'm fine with it. You know, it's, I'm totally fine with it at 49 bucks, which is what it is on steam. I assume on other platforms, roughly the same. It's the perfect little middle place for a game that is what it is. I think I'd be a little bit going, I don't know, 59, I maybe wait for a sale. I'd say to people at 59 or 69 or something at full triple A price. And if it was too cheap, I'd go, eh, it doesn't sound like it's, they don't have a lot of faith in it. For some reason, it all feels right. The price feels right, even though it was bought for me. But I don't know. It feels like the right value. I really like it. And I would recommend it to people who like RoboCop without hesitation. If you don't like RoboCop, I don't think I'd play this game. Yeah, I, this game is for people who like RoboCop. Yeah. Like That's one true thing I think I can say about this. I don't think anybody that's like RoboCop's stupid and you play this game and you're like, it turns out I love RoboCop. <laughs> I don't know if that person's out there. If you are that person and you feel like spending a bunch of money on a video game to see, like, let me know. But it absolutely feels like just a love letter to RoboCop. It and like all aspects of RoboCop, yeah. not just the idealized, because he does some dumb shit in this game. Yeah, Like he is not just doing cool RoboCop stuff. He does those things like he'll spin the gun and put it in his leg holster. He'll say cool, snappy one liners, but he will also go 
crime is not acceptable under any circumstance. And you're like, what a freaking nerd. He's a and huge nerd. Yeah. I will also say one other thing I kind of like about this game. There's This is going to put some people off. I like it. This game is presenting an 80s action movie aesthetic in terms of the world you're living in. Oh, 100%. Yep. This game does not want you to have 2023 morality hanging on your head. No. Like or tech when you for that make, matter, right? Like when this you is, make a choice, yeah. like so I'll give you an example. Uh this cuz this isn't that spoilery. I was walking down the street and a couple of street toughs were listening to music way too loud outside of a guy's store. And he comes out and he says, "You guys are chasing away all my customers. Like I I don't I don't like this. Like uh, you're you're hooligans. Get out of here!" RoboCop cop rolls up, and he he says, "What what seems to be the problem here? Are, you, are these people troubling you?" And he goes, "Yeah, Robo. They're threatening me. They're chasing away my customers. Their music's too loud." Mm-hmm. RoboCop, you get options, a dialogue tree, and at first, 2023 John, that was like, "Well, come on, let's understand where everybody's coming from." Was like. Fellas, your music's too loud. <laughs> and RoboCop says something along the lines of like, you are damaging your ears. I read that at whatever decibels. And they're like, man, I don't like numbers. I don't even know what that means. And I was like, okay, this isn't that video game. No. This isn't the walk the moral high ground line. Mm-hmm. So RoboCop then went, there's something wrong with your volume knob. Allow me to adjust it and smash to the boom box. <laughs> and they went, oh, we just stole. I mean, bought that. Oh, and then they go running away upset. Yeah. And that's how you solve the problem. Yeah. And that's an 80s action movie solution. That is what this game is. If you're looking for commentary, uh, social commentary beyond like corporations are bad. It isn't in this video no. game. This video game wants you to do 80s hey, action I, stuff. I'm reading a lot of reviews, and a lot of them say, I shot a guy in the dick, and he went down crutching his groin, screaming, arg, 10 on 10 video games. Yeah. There's a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, there's a lot of those. So, yeah, how many guys have you shot in the dick? That's <laughs> I also have shot very, at least three guys in the dick. Yeah. That's a very 80s thing, too. Like, in action movies now, they don't have those, like, look at the cool way he took a bullet. We put a bullet in his earball or whatever. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's... They don't show that much gore these days. There's a ton of that, and the game There's the game is not the game's not afraid. And even even from an aesthetic point of view, this world assumes that arcades are still very profitable. Uh, this world <laughs> yeah. this world assumes that CRTs are still a standard for computers, and there's nothing fancy about computers. Like this is 80s futurism. Vision of the future from the 90s, 80s. Yeah. Also, yeah. for the record, like as far as shooting people and limbs. There are two places they react. You shoot them in the head, they die instantly. If you shoot them in the dick, they hold their dick and go, ah, Uh, that's it. You shoot them in the arm, they don't drop a gun. You shoot them in the side, they don't go, oh, there's no reaction. They react to the head and they react to the dick. Head and dick only. Yeah, head and dick action is what's going on. The thing is you can kill them anywhere. I mean, you can fill them full of bullets and they'll die if you shoot them all in the chest, but it's way more fun getting a headshot or a headshot, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like anyway, shot. yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yes. This game rocks. Uh, I love it. And the reviews are going to be, well, they already are pretty glowing fans or people seem to like it. I think they made exactly the game I wanted. And I wasn't even yeah. sure what I wanted when, when I was getting into this. It sounds this. like they had, whether or not they nailed it in every category, they had a specific target and hit the bullseye. On oh, the yeah. 
Yeah. They at least hit they hit in that general middle zone, which is funny because I had a really hard time with the shooting range at first. And this game and could not hit targets to save my life, but I, I figured it out. The game, it does handle a little weird. You're like a tank, but it feels right for RoboCop, right? There's even a sprint, yeah. but the sprint is not a fast sprint. And it's no. you can feel how heavy you must be. Like there's, there's a real attention to that, and that I appreciate. Sounds like a great VR game. If you don't like motion sickness, let's go. Actually, RoboCop yeah, this would be VR. cool in VR. I actually, yeah. I don't know how they'd handle cutscenes because those are all done in a vignette style, but. I need to um, think about these things, man. Just do it all first person. Uh, I get why they don't do it first person. They want to show RoboCop. Yeah. Like, I will get, you know, like Cyberpunk deserves some props for this, for being experimental. Or, or To me, it felt experimental in running up to Jackie Wells and having it just start a conversation. You didn't have to click a button. You didn't have to do anything. You just pulled up on him, and he started talking. The cutscene is you witnessing the conversation. And then the di- and the dialogue becomes the interactions. They, That's they really did a cool. A lot with the first person, you know, like they throw you on the ground. They give you a lot of interesting storytelling perspectives from the first person, mm-hmm. where no other game does that. Yeah, it's very unique in that regard. The they do, to the degree they do that, it seems like that so, lends itself well to VR and the development of that stuff. So usually in VR, when there's a cutscene like in a mod, it just throws it to a 2D view, and you watch the cutscene, then you go back to 3D view. So yeah, you can just handle it that way. Well, this would definitely be that, but it is uh, cool as hell and dumb as hell and beautiful and ugly, and it's a contradiction across the board that is worth your 49 bucks if you like RoboCop. It's as simple as that. Sounds like a glowing review to me. Yeah, I love it. it Two like, great games, everyone. Yep. John and I found ourselves on the same page today on this game. That makes me happy. Yeah. Not that we don't normally. We often like the same things. But how about this one? I decided to grab a sale because I spent years wondering what it was and then never biting and then not sure if I should have and almost bought it once or twice when it was 19. But uh, Detroit Become Human became uh, became $15. <laughs> Detroit Become 15 Become on sale. Uh, and I grabbed it at that price because that seemed like a nice low price and I've been wanting to try it. It's Steam Deck certified. There are a lot of reasons. Um, and also, I like Quantic Dreams chutzpah. I like their desire to be to try crazy stuff and do new things. And I wanted to see what that was about. I'd heard really good things about it. Plus, I just love the whole idea of a near future with androids and what are what are the sociological impacts and you know when people start losing jobs to to perfect human replicas, what does that mean? How does that affect you know those are interesting concepts, especially with all the AI stuff now. You know, people are thinking about it again. So anyway, I uh, I dove in on it and I feel like I slept on that too long. I think this thing's really cool. It's the opposite of RoboCop in the acting and voiceover department. It is extremely good. Um, Lance Henriksen's in this thing. A bunch of people I should know from other things, but I don't. Um, You, I didn't know this. It's the story of three different androids in this world. And you're playing out their stories and the stories play like a flow chart with a million offshoots, depending on your decisions. So the game, the game celebrates itself as a big choice making game that affects the outcome of stuff. And that is so true because I'll just put it simply. One of my three, 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 three very different characters that you're playing through as one of them has already died for me. 
And that's it. He's done. Way to go, Scott. You have one job to take care of three androids. I know. And I let him die. And well, I did. I was more curious about what would happen if he did a certain thing and it got him killed. Um, I'll I'll say what it was. It was the detective uh, of the three. He's kind of the one on the box, I guess. And uh, I was loving his story. So I'm a little irritated because he's running around with Clancy Brown in this thing. Actual Clancy Brown. Oh, nice. So the acting chops are across the board are really good. The VO is really good. The concepts, the story is very intriguing. The sound works amazing. Graphically, it's beautiful. The PC version's been out since 2021, I think. Um, and like Quantic, Quantic Dream Games, there is a lot of sort of, I need to move left and therefore I will use a controller prompt to say go left. <laughs> uh-huh. I will, you know, in a way it's like a, it's almost like a point and click in some weird ways, except you're not pointing and clicking as much as you're making movements. But if you've played like Hard Rain or any of the other Quantic Dream heavy, games. Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. What did I say? Hard Rain? Oh. <laughs> hard Rain. We just want the money. Not that one. <laughs> this is a different game. Uh, I would play that game. Remember that? There, the whole place is flooded and they were trying to steal money and uh, Morgan Freeman and um, What's-His-Beak running around on jet skis. Anyway, uh, it is uh, near future, so there's a lot of tech going on, but also a lot of stuff is the way we think of it today, sort of normal. But it's really dramatic, and it's mostly story. This is what Quantic Dream does. But there's also a detective aspect to a lot of it that plays out a little bit like uh, L.A. Noir or something. Is the best I could describe it. And that's really fun. Didn't expect that to be in there. It's a lot of murder solving and find evidence and make good decisions about that evidence because if you don't, you could end up dead or in a bad situation. It's the kind of game that I, my understanding is you can play through it in about 10 hours, but you are encouraged to go and do it multiple times to see how all your other choices might have changed things. So you can be a piece of shit. You can be a really nice robot. Um, and the results are very different every time. It's cool. It's really cool. I, I, it made me more excited for their Star Wars game than I was coming into this. Um, and I don't even know, I don't know if that Star Wars game is going to be a lot of these same kind of movement prompts and stuff that they're sort of famous for, or if they get to be a little bit more action oriented. I don't, I don't know, but they're good storytellers with a very interesting style. And there's a reason why Quantic Dream is considered kind of a Sony darling um, when they make yeah, that sales pretty good too. It's like 17 Canadian. Yeah, it's cheap. 15 bucks is like, here it was like nothing. I'm like, I'm getting this finally. Yeah. And I enjoyed the living hell out of it so far. I'm not that far, but I'm far enough to know I like it. And so uh, grab it on sale. It's on Steam and Um, it's also on Game Pass. That's why it's perfect because it's like, I'm not sure if this game's for me and, you know, who knows, but now that it's on sale, it's pretty easy. Oh, also not, I'm sorry, not Game Pass. Um, PlayStation Plus. It's actually a PlayStation title. Um, I did crash twice on PC they it was fine because it saves a lot and it was right where I left off both times so it was not a big deal it was a little annoying but it it happened um I played much longer on the steam deck and it never crashed so I don't know why that was but um it's a known thing they talked I heard I read some stuff in the discussions about it anyway it's cool so if it's one that you skipped or just never thought about or went I don't like quantic quantic dream games I think this one might turn you around it's pretty neat uh what else I play? Oh, I streamed Amnesia the Bunker. It's scary as shit. I will never set foot in there again. I hope you're writing <laughs> that one off, huh? Yeah, I'm done. 
that game and I will never what? hang Why out. did you decide to play it? Uh, it was bought for me by a listener, um, Jim Jensen, who's a you know been around the Frog Pants community forever. Great guy. Oh, I love the Muppets. <laughs> wrong, wrong. Uh, well, I guess oh, that was yeah. Wayne. What was his name? Jim Henson is who you're thinking of. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. Jensen's very different. Anyway, he got this for me a while ago, and I thought, well, it's Halloween. Let's play it. That shit is unreasonably scary. Like the Amnesian games are already known for this. I liked Soma, their sci-fi one. That was a little more psychological and a little less dreadful. This is back to full dread. It's set in World War II. You're a French uh, soldier. You're in a, a German bunker. Weird shit has gone on in there. I don't even really even know to this moment exactly what's happened in there, but it's dark and awful. You have a flashlight. You have to pull a string on to charge it. Um, a little bit like that father forgive me too thing, but worse. This thing is shit. It's the worst <laughs> flashlight on the planet. And it's on purpose. It's meant to be very harrowing. It also makes noise and wakes monsters up and that sort of thing. Um, dark, dank sound work is way too good for its grade. It's scary as hell. I hated it. I hated it. And I, and by that, I mean, this is a great horror game that people who like horror games should play and buy. But I... I, ugh, I'm still, I still no think about it. Right? If I, you know what? I had the feeling that if I kept going, this would top Resident Evil Seven for the most disturbing horror game I oh, ever wow. played. Oh wow! Yeah, I should play this game. You might wanna. There's some stuff in there like limited inventory and some other things that remind me a lot of, uh, what they do in those games. Very similar. I mean, it's clear these guys are inspired by a lot of that stuff. There's just no way they're not. I put up video of this. It's up on YouTube. There's also some sh- uh, up on YouTube shorts and TikTok. There's like a shortened mashup of my worst moments in it. If you want to watch those, you can go seek those out. But it's uh, it's scary as hell, dude. It's so scary. Oh, you'll like this. The life meter. You notice in this video, it keeps holding his hand up. Well, right now he's not hurt. But that is a indicator of health. So when his hand is clean like that, that means he's at full health. When he has just like a little bit of blood on a finger, that means you're getting a little off. If the whole hand is soaked in blood, you're like near death. You got to do something. So they have kind of, kind of a cool way of handling that. Um, unlike Resident Evil Seven, you don't pour water on yourself to heal. <laughs> Shame. Uh, you have to, you have to make bandages. So there's a little bit of crafting, not a lot, but a little. Um, it scared the shit out of me. So okay, so this is a whole genre of game they make. That's like oh yeah. The Amnesia series is something. Yeah, else. I have a harder time with the with the horror games, not from a scary perspective, from it holding my interest when it's the runaway type. Mm. I'm like take from my dying constantly in uh, phasmophobia, phasmophobia, whatever the name is. I phasmophobia. Yeah. I have a hard time when games tell me like, no, you got to run away. There's nothing you can do about it. I have a tendency to just go, oh. <laughs> I just get killed. Yeah. Um. So I do struggle with this type of game from a, a logistics standpoint, but I do find them interesting because they do tend to be very scary. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it is very scary. I will oh, say. Oh, wait, he's got a gun. Yeah, he gets a you pistol. Get to, wait, you do get to fight? Oh, yeah, you get to fight. That's the other thing is oh, this. Great. I'm like, oh, shit, there's that thing. That just gives me the worst feeling to see it. Oh, sorry. Uh, The game um has weapons and you use them. And there's different ones, and it's not just the pistol. Um, it, you have very limited ammo, that sort of thing. But you can fight back. Sometimes it's just to distract the thing so that you can go get other shit done. It's not always to kill it. 
fact, I don't know that you can kill it till the end. I don't, I don't even, you know, I didn't get that far. Um, but yeah, you, you're not left to just run like the first game amnesia, whatever it was called. I forgot the full name of the first game they made, but that game was, was yeah, that's it. Dark. Was that it? I think that was Dark it. Descent, Amnesia, Dark something Descent. like that. Sounds but you, right. but the whole goal of that was get the hell away from whatever's coming and keep your sanity from going over the meter. Yeah. And and that's more like what you're talking about. This is a little bit more hands on, a little bit more defense. You can actually fight back. You have grenades. Um, you know, there's ways to do stuff. There are moments where you want to hide because it's the best choice. But I hated it. <laughs> it really got under my skin. I dreamt about it. It's awful. This game's really scary. So. Congrats to them. They made a hell of a scary game. It came out this year. It's not that old. It came out in June, I think. And uh, available now. I also played more Symphony of War. I'd love coming back to that game. Not much else to add, except this is the one that's like, uh, oh, what's the Nintendo series? My brain just went blank. The one where you had the three schools in the one. and um, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, thank you. It's the Fire Emblem-like that someone made, and it's very good um, version of that sort of thing. I really like it. I like the squads, the way they made it. It's less about individual characters and squads instead. It's really, really neat. I've talked about it on the show before, so I don't have to get too deep into it, but it's a fun game, and they just did a graphic overhaul on some of it, which looks really nice, so I've been playing that. John, one of us yes. played, uh, uh, speaking of scary games that I would not p- play this week because I refuse to play this one unless someone buys it, Alan Wake 2. How's that going? Scott, do you like Max Payne? Uh, I like Max Payne. Yes, I'll say that. Did you like? Um, uh, did you did you play Alan Wake One? Yes, until until I didn't, because that game scared <laughs> me really bad. So I was only I only did that for so long. Same problem, scared the hell out of you me. You liked it for a bit, then you got scared and yep. you left. That's the one, uh, that's the deal. Did you like what was the other one? Why can't I think of its name? Uh, was the there one control control control? I loved yeah. control. Did you like control? I did quite a bit. You should play Alan Wake. Too. Oh no, but isn't it scary? Um, it's scary. Oh yeah. It's scary. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's scary. Great. Uh, I'm going to try and talk around this because I think if you like remedies games, you should absolutely play Alan Wake 2, mm. but you should find out what happened in Alan Wake 1, just I, to be clear. I think this I game, kn- is, yeah. I'm this pretty, game is a sequel. Pretty clear. I'm pretty clear on how that story ended because when I stopped playing it, I, I was curious and I read ahead. It's been a while, so I would want to refresh, but I know where we're, I know where that was headed. So I could probably pick this up and be you know, pretty solid on where it, where it had been because I was never going to play that again. Is so freaking good. Yeah. Another game of the year contender. Yeah. This game is. How do I talk about this game without spoiling it? This game is meta in a good way. Like when people say meta, I roll my eyes. So I feel bad saying that about this game. But like ninth gate. What's that? What is that? Roman Polanski film starring Johnny Depp about books. Oh, the, the connecting link it, so is I don't, that I don't it's know. like it's about writers and Book of Satan. Anyways, never mind. I don't remember um, that movie at all. It's it's a good one, and no one thinks of it, but it's actually a really good. Nineteen ninety nine, New York. Oh, okay. This Polanski pre or post a uh, 
doing it with a 13 year old it not that it matters I'm sure to your it's point. post but i don't know if we were aware at that time yeah i mean whatever the movie still kind of stands on its own I, i've watched it like a number of times over the years i just love i wish more people made movies i guess like this where mm. it's kind of like it's about books you know i like that stuff interesting literary storytelling yeah, but it's also about Satan and, you know, bad stuff. Sure. So just when it comes to Alan Wake 2, it's that it's another in the staple. That's the one I think of, but there's a genre of horror. I think there's a Stephen King movie. You know, it's about the author and then author. Because Alan Wake's an author, isn't he? Isn't yeah. He's yes. Like, so he's Alan well, I mean, Wake like, is a yeah. is an author, like, you know, following the, the first game. Uh, some light spoilers for Alan Wake 1. Um, you know, he, Alan Wake has kind of found himself trapped, uh, in the dark place. And there's a lot of stuff going on around that. Uh, Alan Wake is canonically linked to the video game control. They happen in the same universe and that business is all in this. Like one of the first things you see in the game of Alan Wake two is, uh, you go through a fence that has, closed by authority of the department of control like it exists in the universe they are connected alan wake i think did turn up in some dlc for for control so like it is linked but to say that it is linked is putting it lightly like what they have crafted here is something where the more you put into remedy games the more you get out of it Mm. and um, it's really incredible the levels that they go to and because of the nature of the narrative that they're telling, which is this place where the, the, the crux of it, this is from the first game is that, uh, fiction can be made manifest. Art can manifest itself literally in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is the tie, you do start to wonder, is there a reason for these things? Um, you are, you are walking around, uh, like the, the story opens on two detectives and you're controlling this, this one woman saga. That's her name. But her partner is Alex Casey, which is the same name as a detective from Alan Wake's books which was a stand-in for Max Payne. Like, it was a way to subtly reference Max Payne, which they don't have the rights to anymore. Yeah. But Alex Casey looks like Sam Lake, the writer of Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. But Sam Lake, it, it, like, it goes deep. I don't, I don't want to go too deep because I don't want to spoil things for people. It is like all weirdly connected. And because of the way the narrative is designed, you're like, how much of this is intentional and how much of this is fun? And it is like Sam Lake is the model for Alex Casey, which is like, it's just, and he was the face of Max Payne. Like you just sit there and you sound like a crazy person. The more you talk about it, I can't talk about this game without sounding like a crazy person trying to put stuff on a board and connect yarn between pins but like that is exactly what you want from this game. And that's exactly what this game is. It is insanely cool. Um, it is scary. It is like, I've played a, several scary games recently with Halloween. This is the one that did make me jump. Mm. Um, it's, uh, 
It's got a wonderful setting. It does some really fun things with its graphics and its engine. Um, I'm having a fantastic time with it. The only thing, the like, if I was going to pick one small thing I don't like about this game is that it is so dense, I find myself having to take breaks from it more often than other games. Mm. Like Ro- RoboCop, empty calories. Yeah. I can sit and play RoboCop. My God, baby took a nap. I play RoboCop till he wakes up. Easy peasy. I have found that I play about an hour of Alan Wake 2 and then I go, I need a break from Alan Wake 2. And I, I step away, at least for me. It's just absolutely a real treat of a game and an experience. And I would say for what, you know, what a joy control was for like a weird narrative third person action game. Like this is that same joy for a quasi survival horror detective noir type story. Mm. Like, like it's really, really good. And it, once again, remedy, we always joke about like, man, whatever happened, happened to full motion video cutscenes and stuff like that. They put them in these games and they work and they don't even seem bad. Or I don't out know how they place. do it. I don't and get how they do the it. That's the thing that's crazy. I don't understand like, how they do it. I, I saw a transition here while we were looking at video and it, it is so seamless. I don't understand it. I'm actually yeah. kind of blown away. Like it feels magical. It's weird. And it's, it's not that like the graphics are so good. You're confusing them with real life. It's that the, t- there isn't a tonal switch where all of a sudden you feel like you're watching a bunch of cosplayers. Like you're just like, no, that's Alan Wake, the video game model. That's Alan Wake, the actual human being like, and that's fine. Yeah. There's something so weird about the way it connects and it's still got weird TV shows and things you can see, weird radio shows. It's got um, the one I've seen. It's about these uh, brothers that are explorers of the area that are the only ones brave enough to face the the wilds. I mean, look, Alan Wake 2 is the only video game I've ever played that is bold enough that has said, you know what we're going to spend our opening moments on? You're going to be a hairy, fat, naked man walking around the forest for a little while. Oh, my Lord. And my goodness, what a fun way to start the game. <laughs> like It's everybody's it's, dream. That's all we want in life. Walk around as a fat, naked man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm was in. like, like, this is too real. This game started too real for me. <laughs> um, I it's It's so, so good. It's so good. Uh, I I can't if you liked Alan Wake one, absolutely buy it. If you like like this type of game uh, or remedy games in general, I think you should play it, too. Like, it's kind of crazy what they have done with the narrative of this. DJ in the chat says, love Alan Wake. Too bad I will not be able to play the Alan Wake two. No disc, no dollars for me. So it sounds like this is a digital only deal. I didn't know that. They're not making a disc version. I don't know. I don't. I'm not trying to belittle you with this comment, but I pay zero attention to what comes out on disc and doesn't these days. Well, like, I respect anybody that's like, I want a physical copy. Like, that's fine, but I, it is not something I look. We'll into have one ever. for Switch. No, hell no. This game would we, This thing would make a Switch melt. I would think. Like mm. graphically, this thing looks insane to me. This game, yeah, it, does, it looks but really good. What it's a year, dude! Another toll on Put that game. up on the board of like potential freaking games of the year it's insane the kind of 
stuff we get this year and how many layoffs we're getting at the same time. It's fantastic yeah, combo. Fantastic year for be a developer. <laughs> yeah. <Triple> a studio. <laughs> yeah. Even the successful ones launch. Yeah, even the, yeah, even the successful studios, the ones that are making the big money are all also still that's all about futures and shareholders and stuff. But anyway. It's so, yeah, let's not get into it again, but yeah. it's so disconnected. I hate it. Know? I hate it's it. Such a it's not a way to reward people for a good job. I don't know. But I am really glad to hear this is is great and you're not you you're it's non i've heard nothing but good out of it except i guess there was some sync issues with audio and some other bugs but that'll all get fixed yeah, yeah. i mean it runs a little rough on my computer like it's definitely pushing the the upper limits of what video cards can do right now or what my system can do at least um but i i really think this game is cool i i'm gonna keep playing it and <laughs> keep at it it's very tense. It's very atmospheric. Um, it definitely goes into that old survival horror of like, you know, you're picking up a bunch of bullets and stuff and you got guns and you're like, oh, I've got this handled. And then two encounters later, you're like, where don't my bullets and health packs go? This is not, mm. this is not a good situation. How's the difficulty um, slider? Is there a, are there settings for people who don't want to hate themselves? Can I, I don't know. I don't remember. I, th- I think I'm playing on whatever the default whatever is. normal is. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely curious. Do I want to subject myself to it? I don't know. You should. You should. Like okay. it, it's Maybe cool. Will. It will scare you sometimes, but it's not. It's not a horror game. It will. It will make you jump. There's jump scares. You're in creepy woods. There's shadow people. Like you know, Alan Wake stuff. But. I think what's there is cool and interesting enough that I think you'll get something out of it. Uh, well, there you have it. A glowing review for Alan Wake 2. You also had a wonderful week in frog wrestling. Oh, I was, I've been working on some wrestling, interim wrestling music. <laughs> I was going to debut it tonight, and I totally forgot. So we're not going to have it tonight. But we're going to talk about uh, a quick frog wrestling update. Uh, the yeah, WWE frog. 2K23 frog wrestling. John, what's going on in there? What kind of havoc have you caused? Well, Bo finally won a match. He'll be happy to know. Um, yeah, fi- it finally happened. Me. People came and to tell me, hey, you want a match? You want a match? I'm like, great. great. I guess I don't watch them then. Congratulations. <laughs> That's the secret. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were, people did think that you were the favorite to win this. You did. Uh, and Bo actually recorded this. So this was fun. And he did a fantastic job. But Bo challenged Brian Dunaway to a submission I quit match. Hmm. Um, and then Bo won that on the back of the taint no thing. Uh, so people were happy to see that move busted back out. It had been it was too a back long. To front one. On the back uh, one. Yeah, there was a big wipe on that one. Absolutely. There was serious wiping going on. Gross. Uh, Scott finally lost a match. What? To who? Oh, to who? So you were in this elimination chamber match. You were a surprise entrant in the elimination chamber match to be able to uh, challenge for the Dragon Beef Championship. And Mark Spagnolo kicked you in the head oh, and pinned you. My lord. Oh, wow. Finally. The jorts come off. Mark's yep. going to hear from me on this one. That's right. <laughs> He's... It, it finally happened. I, I've been telling people you're wasn't beatable. was a title match, though, or he's still a champ, It wasn't a right? title match, but uh, it did happen. So, 
Um, you know, it was just it, like the matches this night were really, really good. I don't know what it was. The AI firing on all cylinders. So if you like frog wrestling, do a lot worse than the last one. It was really good. And there are some big shakeups coming. It'll definitely be uh, tapping Scott to maybe record a promo or two for Pond Did News Scott updates. Scott, see my promo? I haven't seen. I don't think promo. he. I don't think he's seen it. I yeah, haven't. you should see the video. Scott uh, Bo did a phenomenal. I chopped it up a little bit, but um, I, I edited what was supposed to be just like a big long thing. Um, I chopped it up into an interview, but people really, really liked it on the last Pond News update. Bo went full VR headset on it. He's got to like see it so that he knows like what level he's got to operate at. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, I, I for sure. A, I had a quality bar for sure. Did you set you yeah. set a new bar? Did you? Okay, he did. Yeah. Do you have a link for it? The uh, Craftless Rogue. Stick it in the. the well, it's in yeah. this video, right? Or it's part of this one you linked, or no? No, it's the. It's. it's oh, the, it's your thing you do on. He's, he's now he's now doing like a show. I'm doing two show. videos a week. Yeah, uh, I do a short uh, news update. Um, every other or every Monday where I just go over what happened and talk about there what's it is. coming you can up. See me in the thumbnail. Yeah, there you go. I put Bo in the thumbnail. Let's see here. I'm going to pull this up. Oh, look at that here. It is, uh, it is timestamped. So if you want to scroll down, you can click right to the Bo interview. I am definitely um, going to do that. Let me pull this up. You guys chapters. can hear a little taste of it here. Uh, here we go. Oops. Let me turn that up. How exactly do you plan on seeking revenge on Brian Dunaway? I will drag your headset from one side of the ring to the other. I will make you fog up your lenses so much you won't be able to see. <laughs> oh, you went all in. You're right. The bar's raised. Yeah, I'm I, screwed. I did, a full, I did a full like WWE style video. I'm screwed. <laughs> Best I could. It's not that great, but you know. I'm totally screwed. But I'll but I'll invo- I'll enjoy I'll make one and let's hope it even comes close. Put shorts and a wife beater on and there you get to go. <laughs> ben uh, Ben from the Mod Syndicate also appeared in this video. He yeah, also right. did a, a little blurb. He put on a blazer so that he'd look like he was in the Mod Syndicate suit. And I really uh, really appreciated the effort that these guys gave to a dumb fun thing that I just pinged him about out of nowhere. That's great. Um, really made it good. So yeah. Having a good time with that. Nice. Um, but I do have to talk about last week, uh, we had a recommendation made. Mm. Yeah. And they said, John, if you like Vampire Survivors, there is one you have to check out. I think you really like it. And it is called Hollow Cure Save the Fans, I think. Hold on. Let me just make sure that's what it's called. Uh, yeah, I remember us talking about this one. It is base, yeah, Hollow Cure Save the Fans, exclamation mark, is a free game based on uh, a bunch of VTubers. And they were not wrong. This is one of the better Vampire Survivor games I have ever played. This is I, I probably really? number three. Like, I think Vampire Survivors, uh, Halls of Torment, or... Torment one. Is that what it's called? Halls of Torment, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I, it's got a name I never remember, but I like the game a lot. I think that's probably still number two for me. And then this, it's really good. 
I like the way the graphics look. I like the weapons. There's lots of characters and they all have real unique weapons. You do more than just walk. You do a little aiming so you actually can aim a reticle. So you might even like it a bit, Scott. It's not 100% passive. Um, It is kind of goofy and leaning in on some of these like silly VTuber anime things, but not in like a bad way. And I... I genuinely like how this game plays and uh, the abilities in it and the unlocks and the upgrades all feel really good. There's it a far is there a farming mini spot. game? What's the farming mini game I'm seeing here? Oh, I don't know. I didn't get that far. I only like tried to survive twice and then I think I did beat the first level, so I didn't go beyond she, that. She went and picked a bunch of shit and threw it in a pot and made some rad uh, power up or something. Yeah, I think if there's an element of Stardew Valley cuz I'm seeing you can make your own house decorations too. That's awesome. That's even and better. I'm going to give this an even bigger recommendation. I didn't get to that part. I just played the oh, Survivor's yeah, There's a fishing there's a fishing mini game that looks like a rhythm game that's crazy how's this game free free. yeah nineteen thousand reviews more than that who's who's paying for the development i guess is these vtubers man tubers behind it like they're already getting money so they v bucks (laughs) that's not the same uh yeah it looks uh, you know what maybe are there any vtubers you've watched as a result or know about now that you've learned about yeah are you into it now the vtube world no no, why, why I haven't. I, I don't watch a whole lot of streaming, so um, I don't. I, well, they have VOD. This hasn't I think I've added seen, anything to me. Yeah. I think I've seen like I don't know. I can't remember. Iron Mouse might be one of them. I don't know if there is Iron Mouse in this game. Is that even? A, I, don't I don't even know what that is. I don't know. What is Iron Mouse? Is that a, it's a world name? I don't. Uh, it's a world that because of this VTubers game, I have just, lightly placed a toe upon the water. VTubers yeah. are not just in streamers it. that have animated avatars instead of showing yeah. their real face. That's all. That's all it is. Huh. But they're usually, you know waifu uh, style stuff but it could be anything okay i i could vtube as optimus prime yeah. using vr chat although it's not the best way to do things but it's technically possible it's fascinating yeah, games games really good yeah honestly okay. got good recommendation so uh check it out it's 100 percent free you just download it okay i'm just i was sorry i mean make that thing make noise but i'm just kind of looking around at these reviews my gosh i've never sp- I'm a little blown away. I'll be honest. Like whenever you Try hear about it. a game, like oh, there, uh, PewDiePie made a new game. I, like I could give a shit, right? I just don't care. I say that, but I can't wait for <laughs> Lake Run. I guess and I the can't issue wait. is this is free. Yeah, I guess it's free. Yeah, just try it, Scott. I think you I like it. My li- library. Like, I think you will find something to enjoy, especially because you like these types of games. I do. Just give it a go. I do. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll try. It's free. Who cares? You know. Uh, tell us about your others here. You had a few little games you played this week. What are they? Yeah, uh, I played a little bit, spent a little bit more time in Station to Station, which is that uh, puzzle train game um, that continues to just be real relaxing. I had a real stressful night one night, loaded that up, made me feel good. So uh, highly recommend that. Continue to recommend that. I did play a little Fortnite. I unlocked Ahsoka Tano. That was what I set out to do. And that's what I did. Nice. Um, Great. Now you, you can stop playing. <laughs> I, yeah. I did. That, guess what? That's exactly what happened. Cool. You were spot you, you, on. You unlocked something that you made you you wanted, but you'll never use. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Probably. Uh, Scott, you gifted me uh, Forgive Me Father 2. Oh, yeah. 
Um, what do you think? I like I like that game. It's that cool. game's cool. It's I cool, really right? like the art style to it. Um, at first, I thought it was just a demo because the uh, the menu when you beat a level mm. looks like like it doesn't say continue or anything like that to next stage. Mm. Like the options are like quit, replay, lobby, which makes it sound like you're going back to the uh, back to the front. Like like starting over, I was like, "Is there only one level in this game?" Yeah, you just keep replaying that. it. Yeah, uh, but I did eventually get to the second level. Um, it's cool. Like, it's not. Be honest, I I am glad this was gifted to me. I don't yeah. know if I would ever buy this game, but I love the look of it, and it controls really tight. It's very bloody. It's very atmospheric. Um, it does use a flashlight mechanic, and I was so worried when I got to the first time when it revealed it. It's like, hey, use your flashlight. You're going to have to recharge it. I was like, oh, I hate this. I hate when there are flashlight mechanics in games. I just don't like dealing with it. Uh, ironic, because I'm playing Alan Wake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very ironic. It, this game... Uh, it's essentially an infinite flashlight. You just have to crank it. Yeah, you just crank it. It's not it's a button. And that's it. Yeah. It's fine. It's a what people um, call a boomer shooter in almost every way. It's like simple run, shoot, kill, you know, try not to die. Yeah. It's it's fun. Uh it's it's solid. It's really good. And uh speaking of stress relief, the other game that I spent a lot of time in, I actually loaded it up so my wife could play. I was like, "Hey, you know, this game's supposed to be real good at like kind of de-stressing, decompressing, like, why don't you try this? She played it for a little bit, uh, liked it, and then was like, all right, I got to go do the stuff that's stressing me out. So uh, I was left with Power Wash Simulator running on my computer, and instead of closing it, I went, who's that Final Fantasy DLC? Mm-hmm. And so now I am multiple <laughs> stages into that <laughs> bit of business. I have power washed uh, some vehicles in the Shinra building. I have power washed the Scorpion tank. I have power washed uh, Tifa's bar. Uh, I'm currently power washing the what's the what's the second big boss? The big the robot cloud boss. burster. Yeah, the robot like the that. robot looking spider yeah. thing. Yeah. I can't remember like the, the name, big, but the big hover robot. I'm working on that. I don't know if there's anything after that, but that thing it's a beast is deceptively uh, detailed. Yeah. Oh, I, I power washed the model of Midgar. Like, oh, that was, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, that one's cool. Um, like it's and that's it's a fun. free that's just free ass DLC. It's great that they even put yeah. it in there. I love it. Yeah, you don't got to pay for it. You just get it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just needed a game to kind of mindlessly decompress with a bunch of stuff that's going on in real life. And uh, that's what I did. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and I lost a couple evenings to Power Wash Simulator. So thank you, Power Wash Simulator. Yeah, that's a fun. I did the exact same thing a month ago or whatever with the that DLC. And there are times where I just need a game like that. And that game is really good at being that thing. You know, just a chill don't really have to think too hard. Have a TV on at the same time. Clean shit and go home. It's great. Yeah. I still have never done co-op on that. I want to try that someday. Uh, well done. Awesome. Uh, Bo. Over to Bo. 
Hello. Tell us what you I played this week, played Mike. A lot of games this week. Yeah, so. you did. Holy shit! Look at this list. Tell us what you did. You guys, you guys uh, hope you hope you're ready to go till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you? Um, got? Yeah. No. So uh, this kind of caught me off guard. Uh, but uh, there's a game called The Finals. It's the name of the game. It was shown during like a showcase of some kind a while back, and I'd forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're having a beta test this weekend. I caught it on a Twitch stream. And I was like, shit, let me install it, give it a go. And uh, it's really good. Uh, what is the finals? Uh, so it's a standard, you know, 3v3v3 or 3v3v3v3 kind of shooter matches. Not Battle Royale. Um, you get, it's more capture the flag. You get money and you got to turn it in. And it's very much themed like a spectator sport. Like the stadium is an AI generated town. Or not AI, but holographically generated town that the contestants shoot through. And it has that theming throughout. But the draw here, what makes it different than other stuff, you've played these a hundred times before, fully destructible environments. Everything blows up. And uh, there's no feeling that I've had it in the competitive game when, you know, you get to the objective, you're waiting for it to flip over so you can grab it. You throw up some goo grenades to make walls. You put um, things... Like, uh, you know, traps down and then the enemy teams fire rocket launchers into the building and it starts falling down all around your head. It is awesome. There's smoke and dust everywhere and all kinds of chaos that buildings flying apart makes that I have not experienced in a game like this before. And it is a huge draw. I mean, the package itself is also well tended. Like it feels it's got a good atmosphere. You're getting into a game show. The music's hype. Everything is good. The gameplay like is snappy. You've got three classes, light, medium, and heavy. And they have different loadouts that you can unlock by getting uh, weapons and, you know, lights. It sounds just like how it, it plays just like how it sounds. Lights are good at assassin, quickie stuff. Mediums are all arounders. And heavies have a lot of... Um, you know, uh, rocket launcher kind of equipment. And um, the time to kill is actually pretty high. Uh, so you don't uh, just run into a match and get like completely owned. It takes a few shots for you to die. So that's good. You're also pretty tough. And it's great, uh, great three player gameplay. I would really love it if you guys would want to play. This looks um, rad. I didn't even know this was a. Why, have, why is this completely off the radar? It's in beta right now, so it hasn't really hit, and it could still just be a flash in the pan shooter thing. But it's a very unique experience. It plays fast. It plays really nice. It's very snappy, mm. um, and like I got hooked immediately. I played like three days. Like it completely derailed everything because I'm like, I just need to play more finals. Like this game is, it's hella fun, and really the destructible environments just like amp up the action. In a way, you know, it's just like you play Overwatch and it's like you shoot the wall, nothing happens. You know, like shoot all these explosives, nothing happens. But in this game, everything explodes <laughs> if you if you stick rockets at it. So, you know. So this character that you are right now with a recharging, almost like infrared view. Oh, my so gosh. You, you, get, you get a bunch of equipment that you can bring into the match, right? So... You're not, it's not class, but it is kind of class based, but there's more equipment than you can bring into a match. Okay. So you have like a shopping list of options that eventually you can bring in if you want. So see, like I, I'm the only class to get access to a sniper rifle. So now I'm going to switch over to a sniper rifle and start sniping, except I have a handgun. I don't know what happened there, but yeah. Um, oh no, that's, uh, I'm spectating someone. Yeah. And so there's reses in this game. You can bring people up from being downed. 
And a lot of it's just about getting cash and turning it into the cash shop and setting up a defensive point while the other teams try to get you. Um, and you know, like I have uh, this, uh, seeing through smoke uh, vision. That's also just useful for spotting things at long range and hopefully I'm going to snipe this guy. Uh, but anyway, sorry, I'm watching the video you're showing, but it's just, uh, it's just a lot of fun. It looks great. I want to play this. Yeah. 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 Well, it's only in open beta for a few more days. So, you know, if you want to get in some matches, maybe even after the show or sometime this weekend, like, uh, it's really, it's really something else. Any, I highly recommend the finals. Have they said uh, any plans about when this game's supposed to come out or any of that? Or I think it's, it's, it's just it just says twenty twenty three. So I think it's like an open beta phase where it will be open. I'm hoping for more maps. Right now, like each of the two game modes has like two maps. Maybe yeah, feels like it needs a bit more. I'm starting to memorize them all, but um, it's really fun. I'm really, I'm really excited about anything that isn't battle royale these days. So when you tell me these, yeah, no battle royale, no, no, none of that. It's it's a team based shooter that isn't a battle royale like Apex. You know, Um, it's high octane. uh, Matches are maybe five minutes or so, and then you just like give me another one. Like you just can't wait to play the next one. And um, the weapons and gunplay feel really good too. Looks really tight, like tight and snap like you said snappy. it's mainly like the chaos like it's like a chaos generator it's what i love best about shooter games when it's like when games are like really good at being like counter-strike it's just about the opponents and outplaying them mm-hmm. but i like shooter games that are just like uh i'm walking and all of a sudden the building blows up in front of me or like you know i'm trying to kill this guy and like some wild thing happens that's emerging gameplay because of all the destructiveness going on there's more than just destruction there's gas mines uh, the goo grenades are fun. That's how you set up good defensive points. The heavies can set up barricades and stuff, and you can make it really hard to get in. There's like a different set of tactics involved, and I really appreciate what's going on in this game. I'm so. getting into the uh, um, it's. They're doing some world building here without having to try too hard. Basically, you you notice pretty quickly that this is a town that was built, fabbed for this fight. Yeah, it's a stadium. Look around. If yeah, look and you get that ring. It's like like a halo of people up top and a stadium seating kind of range. Yeah. That is so. And there's two rad. announcers that are like, "All right, uh, these this team they really suck. They wiped. Well, maybe they'll try again." Like during the whole match, there are announcers chatting, uh, so you get to hear them while you play. This looks great. Um, it's great. Like uh, it's uh, has, I'm I'm like ten on tening it just from first impressions. I. I love this game. It's like, called Final, Final or Finals. The, the Finals. Just search for it on Steam. It's on Steam. Finals. The Finals is free. Steam. It should be an open beta. I don't know for how long though. Um, finals open beta. Oh wow! There's some news about it. The wildly popular beta has skyrocketed the Finals into the top wishlisted game on Steam currently. Yeah, yes, Jeez. it's good. It's really good. I'm telling you, this is like this is a big winner. Yeah. Um, the only thing people don't like about it, I guess it uses some AI voices and that's pissing some people off, but I don't know. Maybe that's oh, well depends on your your it's mileage. A good shooter. Like, yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna keep me from playing it, I don't think. Um, well how much talking is there? It's mostly other characters going, Get him or ah! Oh no no no, it's barely the 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 you barely hear other characters talking. It's just the two announcers. Okay. They're like, Whoa ho ho, this team needs to really chill the hell out or whatever, you know, like the, yeah. You'll see when you get in the game, the announcers talk while you play throughout the, the match. Just like a sports game, you know? Like it, It's weird because it's guns, but it feels like you're just playing NBA or something like that, even though it's shooting. And also, I really like the avatar I made. They got some great uh, assets. I've got a diamond gun, but I made a, like a Japanese Yakuza guy 
who has like he's all business, but he's got pink. He's got those pink cat earphones mm-hmm. and pink hair. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and it's like this is what he does. He works all day and then he chills out playing the finals uh, after work. So. Oh, John, good news. There's color in this game. A lot of it. I know. Imagine that. A video game with color. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. If you like color, this game's especially the use of yellow, but I think that's just branding. Because the other thing is like the branding for the game outside the game is also the branding in the game world because it's a sport, which it kind of... You know, it's a good double entendre. It oh, all yeah, fits that really works. well. That works for me. Yeah, and there's like, a, you know, Reinhardt shields. There's a healing gun. Like, it's got the um, Overwatch Team Fortress, like, oeuvre of um, items. Yeah. But it's like, it's zany, hard, fast-paced action of running around. And traversal is also really fast, too. You can set up, there's a zipline gun. There's ziplines in the game. Jump pads, like, tribe style. There's none, it's none of this. It's not this reality-based COD game where it's like, you have to walk places and deploy. It's like, here's a jump pad. How does it exist? I don't know. We invented it. This it's world. the future. Just, Let's go. Yeah. And you can fall from any height without taking damage, which is also a big plus. In this oh, yeah. Game too. I'll take, just, I like yeah, that. Like, this looks awesome. It's great. I'm like loving it. They got so. a hit on their hands, I think. That's awesome. Yep. All right. Big hit. Watch for that. And More of that. I recommend playing ASAP because I don't know how long the beta lasts. I, I would give it a go. How is Endless Dungeon? I wanted to play that. All right. Yeah. So yesterday was new game day. Um, Endless Dungeon, I bought a week ago and just didn't get to it because I played the finals instead. <laughs> That's what ended up yeah. happening. <laughs> but um, so far, it is a top-down shooter with V-Rising style controls. It is also multiplayer. Would love to play with you guys, as always. Um, it is multiplayer. Um, and yeah, you just go as far as you can in the dungeon. It's sci-fi shootery. Really great. I, I enjoyed it. I played it maybe for an hour, so I haven't gotten that deep yet. Can't give you a big verdict on its systems. It is a bit tower defensey, but the it's not really defense because you ha- you do have to defend your your bot like uh, uh, from enemy waves coming at it. But as you progress through the dungeon, you have to move the bot. So then you have to escort it, and you escort it through the defenses you set up. And the defenses are as much as just clicking E and dropping a turret. It's not really a big deal. Like, it's not super complicated. There's, like, two nodes in a room. Mm -hmm. So you just drop one turret, drop another turret, and then that's all the tower defense you're doing. Then you're going out and exploring the dungeon and shooting things. Mm. Um, It's pretty interesting. So uh, I haven't gotten too deep into it, but I like it. Um, The mixed reviews, I know you're clicking on there. I see in in the video. A lot of it has to do with the fact that in co-op, when you unlock characters, that's for your friend's save file and not for yourself. Uh, So they've just patched that out. So I think that's going to switch that up. And uh, yeah, the rest of it, I mean... You know, I don't, I haven't gotten that far. Maybe they've gotten farther and they don't like it. So I the only, can't, I the can't only, give it a recommend. I've played an hour, but I liked what I played. The so only Amplitude games that's the developer I've played is Endless Space, Endless Space 2, and Endless Legend. Um, I liked all those, but they were 4X games. Like this seems like a very different kind of game for them. They ha- they do have a Dungeon of the Endless. They do didn't make one like this before. Oh, right. So it's not their first one. But it's been a long time, and it's very different. This is like a top-down shooter, and that one wasn't the same. No, yeah, that other one was like a weird mix of like pixels, and I remember that. Yeah, I think I own it. Yeah, it's almost like a side project weird thing. I don't know. I mean, hopefully they provide support for it based on the feedback if the people aren't enjoying it because, you know, they do have a reputation of, of doing well by their games, but uh, we'll see. But yeah. uh, so far, I just tried a little bit. It's going to be quick. 
I played a bit. Nice. Next up is Assassin's Creed Mirage, oh, which yeah. you gifted me for my birthday. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. Happy birthday. I finally got around. I was like, this is New Games Day. I finally tried to get around to playing some games. Uh, I played the first hour, did the first uh, mission to steal the, from the treasure box, mm-hmm. and then went to, uh, got, got, did, Avasarala took me away. Mm-hmm. That's about as far as I got. But Shall- I enjoyed what I played. It's it's, def- it's, it's definitely, they, they have it like a, a formula. Like, it's just like, I get in there and I'm like, this feels like Assassin's Creed. Like, oh, it's, it's Assassin's not, Creed as hell, right? Like, like maybe you know, even, when you eat yeah. a French fry, it usually tastes like a French fry. It's hard to make French fries taste something like other than French fries. It's <laughs> yeah. like, it's like that. It just tastes like this immediately tastes like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, like all Assassin's Creed, I think it's a slow burn till you get into the levels. So a lot of it was storytelling in the beginning, but yeah. you know, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty uh, front loaded of a story. Um, in my experience. And once you turn, yeah. once you get to the training camp and there's some montage time that passes, you get into full, full assassin mode and it really takes off. I think it's, I think it's quite good. I just, I think it's, it's like you said, they t- it's fries and it tastes like fries. And it's yeah, good. Like it's, you know, I'm an hour in, so it's, I'm not giving you any judgments. What I played so far was fun. Yeah. And I liked it. Good. Um, next up, though, is a big, uh, big winner we have on our hand again. Uh, the System Shock remake, which I know we've talked about, but we didn't cover its launch. It did launch in 1.0 this year, and I did buy it, but, but it was like months ago, and I didn't get around to playing it till now. Uh, I got to say, System Shock uh, remake, pretty good. Really, it's definitely dated. Uh, even though it's a remake, they've preserved the old style of the game. You're playing in like a pixely, blocky area that's full of colors, which is nice. John will like that. Yeah, yeah, and I like. I actually liked the look of it, but I, I also felt like it showed its age pretty heavily, uh, gameplay wise as well. Like, yeah, this, it doesn't. This is control. a game that has skipped out on some modern conveniences for yes. sure it controls like an old school shooter or adventure style game but it's not terrible to play it, the, you know it's pretty responsive things die pretty quickly so far so it's not it's not a huge complaint but definitely um there's some strangeness to it but uh overall the package like i guess i never played system shock so i didn't know what to expect i've heard of showdown of course uh but it it actually captures a, a pretty good atmosphere when you're playing it and I like the labyrinth of the level. Like, uh, if they've if they've preserved, it seems like they've preserved the level from what. Oh, was big there time! Originally. Yeah. And the game is really strong in, you know, exploring. You don't have access. You find other ways around until you sort of fully explore the level, kill all the security cameras, and I even have something I got to go back and clear out because I don't have a code for the grenade door room. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's neat, and there's lots of emails to read and. Shodan talks to you a lot and tells you you're stupid and it's good. Like I, it's, it's enjoyable for a remake, like for a remake, like obviously if you want to play a game like this by today's standards, just by the dead space remake. But, um, yeah, I uh, feel like, I feel like the nice thing about this game, well, for fans of this, of system shock one and two is that they, they adhered to the, I mean, they didn't change much. Like they, they didn't mess with it. They didn't want to, you know, too too much modern can or what's the word I'm looking for? Too much um, modernization. Modernization is going to mess with the fan base. I think they wanted to be really true to that, and maybe that's good. And I like bad. it that way though, because it, it feels modern. Like you know, because we've played a lot of retro shooters now, so we're used to it. Yeah. So it feels like that. Like it, and because I haven't played it before, I'm glad to play something that's close to the original. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Looks nice. Um, I like the look of it. And there, there's lots of little things, like little tactile buttons. You get coins out of recycle bins and... You know, there's like little touches of things you do, like just even picking up all the items and vaporizing them. You know, games might skip on that stuff, and it's just preserved a lot of those sure tedious things from the original. I like it. I think uh, System Shock's a big winner. So if you were kind of on the fence about, if you've played it before and don't need to play it again, then skip. But if you haven't played System Shock, this is your way in. And nice. I enjoyed what I played. I got right. lost. Go. I only wanted to play an hour. I ended up playing three hours and didn't want to stop playing. Um, so th- and that, that thing is about. what it's uh, twenty four bucks. It's not bad. It's a kind of. I think it's price. relatively. It's not a full price game. Well, actually, it says fifty five Canadian, but oh. I got it. I'm pretty sure I got mine on sale. I'm pretty sure you could wait for a sale okay. if you don't want to pay the fifty five. A little higher than I thought, but all right. Yeah, it's a little pricey, but sure. um, yeah. Next up, a uh, quick one. I bought this a little while back because I laughably thought I would play this and I don't know if I'm going to play this. It's called Terra Invicta. Have you guys heard of this game? I have, but I I don't know. I'm looking at it now and it's not the game I thought it was. There's an XCOM mod called The Long War which is less about the individual missions and more about um, the diplomacy of what it would take to get Earth to work together and fight off the alien invasion. Yeah. So what this is, is like take a mod like that and just make it and roll it out into its own game. Mm. So basically this is Earth. It's full of governments. You know, as you know, the it's political climate today. It's full of war and people not getting along with different interests. So if aliens come, what are the chances we're going to work together <laughs> to stop it, right? Yeah. So the idea is in this game that you are a, a representative, the leader of a faction. And there are eight factions. One of them want, are xenophobes that want to destroy the aliens. One of them want to live peacefully with the aliens. One of them want to be servants to the aliens. One of them wants to, I don't know, do weird things with the aliens. Like there's different factions with different motivations on how the planet Earth is going to respond to the alien invasion, right? So you pick a faction, civilization style, uh, you know, there's one of eight. And what you have to do is gain diplomatic agents and start spreading influence throughout the Earth. So the first, like, period of the game is you're on Earth and you're trying to win favor and control certain parts of the, the world so that you have resources to blast off into space. There's political unrest, which makes it easier to sway things to your side. You can can do all kinds of operative style missions and you recruit people. And that's as far as I've gotten into the game is just doing the diplomatic stuff with the countries. Meanwhile, aliens are approaching. There was a crash landing and then there's two ships that you can see in the sky. Eventually you'll have to use this to explore space because it's one-to-one with the world we know today. So the only things we have in space are the International Space Station and the Chinese Space space Station. Mm-hmm. So um, you've got to build a fleet to get into space and then somehow fight off the alien threat, if that's even possible. Apparently, one playthrough takes like several hundreds of hours. It's oh, my gosh. A, it, it's a very nuanced game. Uh, you're muted. Sorry, John. I see you talking. Um, it's a very nuanced uh, strategy, strategy game, but it looks very appealing to me. Hmm. So you may so you, so you, you may stick around. That Maybe sounds, one day. Yeah. I may stick around, but it does feel like I need like 
an education on the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's Just a lot a of college that, course yeah. on Terra and Victa. Terra and Victa. There's a lot of like everything has a lot of every country. It's like GDP. You have like various benefits it has for research and stuff. And I think it's, they're trying to be one-to-one with the current world now. It's really interesting, but um, yeah, definitely different flavor of game than the, the other ones. So. Nice. I can't tell you. I can't recommend it or not yet. <laughs> Too early. Maybe I. Yeah, but I definitely enjoyed it. Nice. Apart from that, uh, I've been playing Baldur's Gate three multiplayer that continues on my stream. We had a good one, and uh, still playing Diablo four here and there, where I can. And um, I realized maybe this week's not a good week for it since we're already running over. But uh, I keep forgetting to talk about the board games I play, mm. um, and I wanted to toss a little. Recommendation to the Quacks of Quid Quedlinburg, Quedlinburg, yeah. which is a board, yeah, which is like a Euro board game where you make, um, you got to make potions, and whoever makes the best potion gets the most money, and you do that for ten rounds, and then whoever has the most victory points at the end wins. But it was a fun little game. It <laughs> sounds like fun. Anyway. I like this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like if you put too many cherry bombs in your potion, it explodes in your face, and you get nothing. So there's always this tension between making the perfect alchemical mixture or then overdoing it and then blowing it up in your face. I like the fun little game. I like the art. Art's cool. Yeah, it's got great it's got great art and assets in it. It's also very replayable because you can those books like dictate what the different color pieces do and they can change them up based on which side or or which uh, version of these pieces you're using. Very good game. Um, It's easy. It looks a little complicated, but it's very easy once you get it explained to you for like anyone to play. So it's not like a, you know, D&D with huge rules or something like that. You know, it's very simple. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. You also played Root. Talk- What's Root? Well, I've played Root over the course of the year. It's a frustrating, like, cute, but the rules are maddening game. We'll save it for another time, but it's a fun little... It's a fun little frustrating little game. I'm convinced they need to write their rule book better. <laughs> but at, like basically every time we play we play, we always get into an argument at the end even though it's the cutest little game. Like it's raccoons versus squirrels versus cat or no, it's cats. It's the marquis de cats versus the birds mm. who are the displaced incumbents. It's like a medieval game but it's um woodland animals instead of humans. Mm. Mm. And um the cats sort of are the incumbent kingdom. The, the birds were displaced and they're trying to take over. And then there's the Woodland Alliance, which are like, we call them the commies, like because they, they want to unionize the workers, but all the royals want to keep them working and, and snuff out their rebellions. Yeah. So you don't actually control an army when you're the union. You're the workers and you can just make rebellions wherever you want in the woodland. And then finally there's a Robin Hood type character, which is the raccoon that you can play. And he's just one guy and he just chooses whatever side each has their own path to win yeah um but man that game is so frustrating mm. and we also found out crofton cheated like four times but of course to, but that's not a surprise <laughs> like, like, he i almost so much. feel like you should assume he's yeah you start he, he with played, he, he played woodland alliance so many times and he won so many times and then i got to play them and then i was like realizing he read something wrong and he was <laughs> like oh oh i didn't know oh crofton is there anything you wouldn't do or no? I don't know what I'm trying to say about him. Uh, he plays ignorant, but um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. It does have asymmetric gameplay, so it's hard, and it's so complicated. 
it's hard to know what you're, you're just trying to figure, make sure what you do is correct. It's hard to pay attention to everyone else, but I think I've gotten to a place where I can call people out now on their bullshit. Yeah. Uh, notably, there's a video game version on Steam, which I keep meaning to pick up in order to know the rules better. Um, <laughs> which I, I haven't done yet, but there's a, there is a video game version of Root, and it was released in 2020, so it's not that old. Yeah. Um, so you can check it out on Steam, too. There, there is that oh, nice. as well. That one might be a little uh, less obtuse on the rules. Because you know, games. well, it would resolve it correctly, presumably. Yeah, but uh, no, it's a, it's an adorable little game. You look at it, and you're like, "Wow, that's so cute! I want to play it. It looks awesome." And then you play it, and it's like, "There's a book of laws," and some of them I feel like are <laughs> not well written. Wow, you because everything's is- so asymmetrical. It's like playing four different games. Each player is playing their own little StarCraft game, but they manually have Thank to you. resolve it. Just describe the life. You start out, yeah. everything's cute and adorable, and then there's this book of laws. Yeah. It's like life itself. <laughs> Shows up and ruins the whole damn Freaking, thing. Oh, that's too much it's like It's also, it's one of those, I think it's a victory point game. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of victory point games because it's always, it always ends at some arbitrary point. Yeah. Somebody like scores the last few and that's it. Even though you're like, we're still in the middle of a war or a conflict. Like it's just over mm. anyway. But yeah. Victory points. Not my favorite either. Uh, all right. You played a lot. You had a busy gaming week. Yeah. I'm no longer at work. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I have lots of time to devote to games. I'll have to think about maybe being strategic and not just listing <laughs> everything off I played. Yeah. But it makes but, sense yeah. early on that you're just having a bit of a, you know, a little bit of I'm, a rush. It's fine. I'm a, I'm the least family um, obligated, I guess you could say. I live with my mom, but she's takes care of herself. I don't sure. have much there, you know. And yeah, so I know you have yours, and John definitely has his. I definitely have the most free time. Although, you know, I'm working on what projects I will be working on, but uh, it's been it's felt really good this week to just kind of chill and just play games. That's it's good. Nice. Yeah, it looks like you had a good time. That's great. Uh, we're going to dive directly into Dear Martha. Martha's not ready for us to dive into her, but we're ready for her. To, that sounds terrible. Oh. I'm not going to say that yeah. anymore. I'm done now right, talking well, about it. An effort was made. We'll just say that. Sorry. <laughs> Some kind of Scott effort was made. just walking into it today, man. Yep. I got to back out and sh- bury that hole. Anyway, I did it again. Let's keep. Let's just move down the road. <laughs> you made it better. I made Good it job. better. Uh, we're going to do Dear Martha now. That means John is going to uh, share with us. I guess today we're doing a YouTube comment or something, right? Yeah. I As, as if I knew that this was going to be a long show, I picked something real short for Dear Martha. Nice. Nice and short. That's perfect. Uh Let's do it. Here's your music. Take it away. My dearest Martha, regarding the disastrous launch of SimCity 2013, guess who was CEO of EA Maxis at the time? <laughs> John Riccatello. Yeah. He stepped down shortly afterwards. Yours in this life and the next. Marzipans, 9281. I can't believe we forgot to mention that because yeah that what was, a detail yeah what a detail i did not remember that either but. yeah it was his death he had other issues there was other problems but it was his big death knell i think or one of them anyway for getting out of there so so long Rick gaming footnotes of resigned in disgrace can we say about john riccatello i can think of two yeah were there more there probably more uh, Greg Street in the news. We need to talk about it. Here's this. You know him as uh, formerly of uh, Blizzard Entertainment uh, fame. He was a uh, very big deal for World of Warcraft for a long time. Left for Riot at the end of 2014. 
was there all the way up until recently and is now launching his own game studio called Fantastic Pixel Castle. And they are making an MMO. It's currently called Ghost. Uh, that's the, the uh, what do you call it, name? The code name? That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And I'm happy to announce a little bit of a thing. I can't tell you the whole thing yet. I'm going to let them do it. But um, <laughs> in the coming weeks, you will hear more from them and me. That's all I'll say. There's something coming up. That's it. That's all I'll say. Let's just say... I've been talking to them. They've been talking to me. And let's just say a thing is coming. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, you'll learn more about it when they do their full AMA, which happens, I want to say, on the 9th. Is that correct? I think you said 8th, but I'm... 8th might wrong. be the 8th. Uh, it could be the... Maybe it's 10 hams. It could be the 10 hams. You never know what the... What the <laughs> You never know how this stuff's going to go. Uh, but anyway, Fantastic Pixel Castle is the name of the company. It is uh, some familiar faces that you're going to know. Uh, for example, Greg Street, uh, front and center, Ghost Crawler. But joining him, some amazing people, including Brian Holinka, friend of the program and the network, uh, also formerly of Blizzard Entertainment. Uh, there are a few people like that. Uh, Candace Thomas, Dave uh, uh, Kulbiak, I think is how you say his name. He's famous for a bunch of art over at Blizzard. Also, Bart Tongenson, I think his name is Tiongenson. Uh, amazing concept artist. That guy is freaking one of the best there is. So they're snapping up real serious talent here. Uh, they talk a lot about their plans and them and their plans being different than the rest of the industry. They are trying to go against the typical big corporate uh, thing. They uh, they are entirely remote studio. Everybody works from wherever they work, and um, it's looking great. And well, their website's kind of crazy too. Oh yeah, they got an awesome website. There's a big it's animation just, for that castle. Where's the website? It's just a big castle and like clouds. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's rad. Like, it's very rad. Um, the the a lot of details already, which is I think that's part of what their plan is: is that they want to be transparent. That's the thing we always loved about Ghost Crawler was mm-hmm. sometimes the things he said didn't happen, and yeah, that's frustrating. But as players, we did tend to like being spoken to like adults and told, here's what we're thinking about. And then when those things didn't happen, he was usually there to say why they didn't happen. Yeah, so, he, and he talked uh, openly about that stuff and got in trouble sometimes with PR at at Blizzard, less so at Riot. But, you know, that whole he's off the chain or whatever, that was real. Like he was just going to say what he was going to say, whether whether it ended up in the game or not, whether it was a change you liked or not. Greg was going to give you the straight facts, right? I it can agree. be good and it can be bad. Right. You know, you don't want to Peter Molyneux it where it's like, oh, but he promised the earth, moon, and stars to us. But this, I feel like Greg has done a good job of being a bit grounded in what he talks about. He doesn't sit there and talk about like pie in the sky. It's more he talks about it when it seems realistic. And then again, I always appreciate I know gamers are not known for having uh, a good temperament when it comes to things, but I think that when you treat people like adults, you do at the very least encourage adult behavior from them. Yeah. And if you say, hey, this is something we're thinking about, we don't know if it's going to happen, but we want to make it happen, and then later you have to say, well, it didn't work out because of this, you don't completely eliminate the you promised, but I think you you have a dialogue where people are now operating on the same page when you have to 
cause people to make guesses and assumptions on what you mean and what you're saying. I think that leads to a bunch of fairy tale opinions. And um, I think we see that more often than not. So yeah. I'm really curious to see where this is going to go. And I have always appreciated uh, the passion and the way he talks about video games. Same with Halinka. Mm-hmm. Bo and I, uh, and I think, was it Kyle on that? Mm. I don't remember. We did an Azeroth roundtable together that was all PvP focused. And people really dug it. And somebody tagged Brian Halenka and was like, hey, these guys spoke real, uh, real passion into PVP. He went and listened to that episode just because oh, somebody no, said you should you should listen to it. Mm. And one thing I'm going to say, not that I'm saying it came from our episode, because we certainly didn't invent some of these theories. There is some philosophy on that Web page that matches things we talked about on that show, which was that key component of we live in a world where playing with your friends is as easy as launching Fortnite. What are the barriers to entry for playing with your friends in an MMO? That has to be just as fast as Fortnite or people are not going to pick it. Yeah. And um, seeing stuff like that talked about on the website, again, very hopeful. Yeah, I think so too. I think all that stuff's cool. Brian's awesome. He did that. He showed up at a, at a, blizzcon live instance once and it was a huge pain for him to get over there he was getting pulled in 50 directions he could have done a million other things and he still came and did it just the nicest dude on the planet greg's just like that the people he's hired are like that like i am very excited about what these people are working on and if you want to know what the frog pants connection is just listen to their ama they're going to tell you okay i'm not going to tell you they'll tell you not the ninth by the way it is the eighth. Okay. When they tell you, when they tell you it will make sense. And then I'll tell you more about what I know. I just don't want to preempt them. That's all I am. I did ask him. I said, is it okay for me to like tease it tonight? And he said, yes, but okay. Then we can, we can tease. We can tease. It's a cool thing that's coming up and I'm excited Uh, about it, but they'll tell you what it is on the eighth. And then you'll go, Oh, that's what Scott was talking about. hmm. And then you'll all be hopefully excited about the thing that I can't tell you about yet. (laughs) I'm just yeah. finally happy to know in advance, unlike Mets and News, where it happens, and then Scott goes, I knew about it for months, and I go, yeah, well, Scott, why you? Because Blizzard has lawyers that lined up, ready to go, <laughs> and 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 Fantastic Pixel Castle isn't there yet, so it's like, I feel, I feel a little less... Yeah, a little less tension. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. break any kind no, of confidence. You don't do that. Yeah. But you'll it's find a, out when you find. Yeah, you'll find out, and you'll go. Oh, that's what he meant. That's cool. I promise, I'm not overselling it. It's going to be cool. It's going to be rad. Uh, anyway, congrats to them, and good luck. And I can't wait to hear more about Codenamed Ghost. Yeah. What if it's just a scary oh, game? It's an MMO, but you're. Right. I don't think it's going to be a scary. <laughs> Although. For, it, no, I don't think it would be the no. first horror no. MMO. No. What if it's Greg Street uh, doing pottery with the ghost of Patrick Swayze behind him? What if it's that kind of ghost? We can only hope. Oh, man, that's a shame if it's not. All right. <laughs> Where were we? Where'd Bo go? Oh, here we're he goes. moving through news at a, at a brisk pace. Brisk pace. We're going to tear through the rest of this. <laughs> um, let's see. Layoffs and delays at Bungie. Uh, everyone's pissed about it. Seems a little more of an edge to it this time, I think, because it's Bungie. They're considered like this, you know, darling of the industry for so long. And Sony just bought them and they're supposed to be fine. But I guess things haven't been going great in terms of their projections for Destiny 2. And this means delays on that expansion. 
uh, that's coming out called The Shape of Things or The Shape of Something? What is well, it? Supposedly, they also had a real bad showing of Marathon. It didn't show well. And also, I heard word that they tried to hide these layoffs. So. Oh, yeah, there's weird well, stuff going on. We over can there. talk more about that if we feel we need to, but I think we've pretty well documented how we feel about layoffs. Yeah, I think we're people know where we stand. Certainly, it sucks, and I hate it. Uh, and I'm, mad, I'm a little mad at Sony for not intervening more. If they're the owners now, why aren't they? I don't and know. They could be the cause. They could be like, the cause. I don't. Company know. gets acquired, and they come in and go, "Why you got these people hired?" Uh, anyway. Final note: Microsoft is. Uh, begins banning third-party controllers this is an important note though a lot of people are freaking out about it it's not all third-party controllers it's unlicensed third-party controllers and there are a ton of those like a lot of chinese stuff that ends up on amazon that are not licensed that are not to whatever standard microsoft wants when you say i'm oh, sorry no go ahead what are you gonna say when you say banning, are they bricking them? No, banning like, oh, I don't think they're bricking them. I think they're just saying. Well, no, what happens is when you when you load up the Xbox with one of these yeah. controllers, you get notified that it's an unlicensed controller. It then, I don't remember what the window is. It gives you a certain amount of time that the controller will function, and then the controller will not function. Oh, I didn't realize they were going to put no functionality anymore. in there. Yeah. That's so interesting. They're maybe not zapping the, the chipboard, but they're basically rendering them useless, right? So. right? Yeah, it won't work on your console anymore. Right. Um, wow. I think that might be unique in the business. I don't think Sony's doing this, but no one's really making... Yeah, I've never heard of that. Mostly being done to target um, some some shady markets. Some cheat devices is a primary target of this. The unfortunate side effect, and we are seeing this, a lot of custom accessibility things are also going to be in this. They do have their accessibility controller, but to assume that they've solved every issue with their one controller... Uh, Smarten up, Microsoft. Yeah, well, I think if you're a DIY guy, hang on. If you're a DIY guy who just wants to make their own controller for fun, for accessibility reasons or otherwise, let me play with my Xbox. Yeah, I, gonna, I am actually against this decision. Yeah, like, I don't, don't like want to go too deep because we're already super in the weeds. But I, this does feel against the direction Microsoft's been going. I understand that there are some good consumer sides to it, getting rid of cheating. Uh, but you can find another path to that that doesn't also hurt people that are just trying to have fun and play on your platform. Yeah, I think they should get out ahead of this and talk about it more so they can. Yeah, I, I agree with that because I, I understand not wanting cheating devices. But if you're just not letting, you know, Bo make his fun little weird hack that I doesn't let games, him cheat. Games with cheating issues it should be the game developers monitoring they can detect whether or not your inputs look weird. Yeah, ban, ban the player. Ban cheat. Ban yeah, the ban the player, not his controller. They don't. They don't need. They don't need Microsoft to focus on controllers. Yeah. I mean, it's an, always an issue for PC because you can plug whatever into a PC anyway. So it's not going to anti cheating. Isn't is? I'm assuming it's only for online games or games where that kind of thing matters. And they have those problems anyways on PC. And most of these games are cross-platform anyway. So like, okay, so they don't do it on the Xbox. They then do it on the PC. They just want to sell and make money and don't want people to have fun. Mm -hmm. It's also a different market. Back in the day, you had Mad Cats. And that was it, really. Maybe Nico or some other small brand. Now you have thousands I mean, you can probably 3D print and make your own, like, uh, I assume. You I probably assume could if you were good at it, yeah. I, would I don't know, so. like, whatever. Like, it's your Xbox, man. Like, I think the point is just, like, 
Yeah, we're already licensing software. Am I licensing the plastic now too? Like, get over yourselves. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. I think this is actually now I that I heard the accessibility thing, I'm really yeah. I don't love it on either. Side of not liking it. They've had that accessibility thing for a while. I don't think they think that's a profit center. So I don't. I don't buy into the conspiracy that this is them saying, "Well, we want the money for the accessibility things." It's. I don't think it's that. No, but I. I think that they might use that as when people say, "But accessibility," I think. That might be their scapegoat response of, but we offer an accessibility. That's why I said it, it doesn't yeah. matter whether it's accessibility or not. Like, even if it's just for fun, like, like some people like to just electrical engineer for fun. It's also good PR for your console. How many, like, so and so beat this game on a Phillips screwdriver? Like, it just. <laughs> yeah. It's, now you a, can't, it's a, is new a banana story. unlicensed. To, if you beat Elden Ring with a banana controller, that is yeah. now. They're going to sue you now? For and Andy, Andy in the chat probably has it right. Also, licensing is a profit center for anyone. So licensing a licensed controller gives them both control over quality and functionality, but also gives them licensing money. So that could be more it than not, yeah. especially because there's this hundreds, thousands. Lame. There are thousands of controllers you can go look up and buy from a million who knows who's. On Amazon and alone. This will get jailbroken anyways, right? Like, eventually we can f- probably figure a workaround. Yeah. For it. I don't know. It seems like a weird right? thing. We'll see what we'll see what they do. I'm not sure they'll let this one sit. We'll see. Uh, we got a quick email to read, and then we're out of here, I think. Uh, here's that. Whoops. That's a good question. Here's one from Tony, who wrote in and says, Hey, guys, chicken with whiskers here. But his <laughs> real name is Tony. I think um, it's just chicken whisker. I oh, don't is it know chicken? where you got with from. Yeah, where did I, I get that from? Chicken, chicken whisker. Chicken whisker. Chicken with whiskers. It's like a lot of letters, too. It's a lot. It threw me off. That's the whole alphabet sitting right there. <laughs> chicken with whiskers. Anyway, he says, I'm not going to, or I'm going to start off by saying this is my dad's story, so I have no way to verify the authenticity of this. However, uh, we grew up in a town or my dad grew up in a town with like 15 people in Southern Minnesota. My dad grew up on a big farm in a high school. He had a kegger and not only did everyone from his high school show up to this party, a bunch of other kids from like four other high schools showed up in uh-huh. the area as well. Uh-huh. So there were apparently a couple hundred kids at my dad's place and the cops showed up and ended, uh, and it ended with a bunch of kids rioting on my grandparents' farm and it's an urban legend kind of thing down there. And I have no connect. Or I, I, sorry. And I now have a new connection to Bo and our parasocial relationship has become even stronger. Bye guys. Love you. He's talking about your whole, like growing up on a farm. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't grow up on a farm. We had a riot in Elmer. Elmer's a suburb. It's full of people. I but, thought you um, had like a far- not a farm, but you were like, it was all goats. My, grand- shit. my dad grew up on a farm. Like oh, I hear okay. about it all the time. Like I used to walk five miles to school and now you take the school bus <laughs> and complain all day. You lazy piece of shit. You know, like that's, <laughs> that, oh, that kind of, I got a lot of that talk, but, um, yeah. You know, little little did he know he didn't prepare me for a world of Uber Eats where I didn't won't, don't even have to get out of a chair for anything. But uh, anyways, um, the yeah yeah it's that's what happens. That's, that's where that's what happens in the kids realm when you throw a party. Adults understand this kind of stuff. And they're sure. like, oh, that's too many people. I'm not going to go or whatever. Kids are like. More kids seems like a great idea. Yeah, no parents around. Yeah, let's tell all the kids, and then everyone just shows up, and then some of the kids show up and they're like, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we took their couch and threw <laughs> it in their pool?" <laughs> like, you know, it's like without anyone there to stop them to tell them that's a terrible idea, yeah. uh, they're gonna do it. Yep. And um, it's fun when you're a kid, and unfortunately, you become an adult. You, you, 
if you do that kind of stuff, everyone just shakes their head and they're like, you should know better. It's it, That period of my life is over. And yeah. it's sad. Then you go to trial and then jail now for that. Yeah, yeah as an adult. As, as a, a kid, kid they just, just tell stern you, talk they you some to, stern they words. to tell you to the gypsies. That's very racist, <laughs> I know, but that really happened to me. I, I, they, my parents told me all the time they were going to leave me at the gypsies. They said <laughs> that? Bad. They'd say they'd leave you at the gypsies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, Damn. we don't need to raise a kid. We can just leave you with the gypsies. And I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> it, would, it would work sometimes. We know they're the but Romani people, everyone. We're they're just, Romani people and people, but this is the world I grew up in. It was mildly racist or sometimes very racist, depending on yeah. how it went. We have to, that's ex- not me. We have to describe right. these things in the way that they were at the time they were. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was legit an offer that was made to me several times that's throughout a, my life. That's amazing. Mine was, uh, we'll send you to China where no one appreciates or no, where you'll have where you'll appreciate all the food or whatever you have. That was what or, my mom they'll, they'll, said. they'll send you to, to mine rocks or something. Yeah, it was fantastic. To, you know, it doesn't sound great when you're a kid. They can, it's very easy to make another country sound terrible when you're an adult to a kid. I guess you're not wrong about that. Let's move on to our Patreon real quick, where where I can uh, welcome very confidently the following human beings to our Patreon this week. Brand new people like Brad S, Trek Barnes, David Leproon, Leproon. I think is how you say it. Crackmane, Conti, and finally, Paul S. Germanian. Germain, Germain. There's no Germanian. I'm adding words today. That's what I do. Crackmane. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Crackmane, see? Crackmane. Hey, maybe, maybe put down the... I don't want to judge your lifestyle, but, you know... Put down the crack pipe? That's what you're put saying? Put down the Crackmane. Well, uh, pick up the core pipe, because we're here for you, everybody. You want no commercials ever? How about monthly benefits like video game art in the mail from me, host specials? I got one coming up this month, and uh, no commercials. It's great yeah, stuff. Yeah, I did mine. Mine's up. Yeah, you're up and done. You got, you got like two-month reprieve. Uh, pre-show and post-show content every, every week as well. Uh, if you like all of these things and you're enjoying them, Please tell your friends and sign up yourselves. It's a brand new month. Time to get in. Patreon.com slash core show. Everything else is at frogpants.com slash core. That's going to do it for today's very long episode. Let's hand it to grandma who might be awake still and who can tell us what games we played this week. Grandma, take it away. Hope you're all ready because the show was hella long. So we're going to move this hella fast. If you want to know the games the boys played, here they are. Phasmophobia, Robocop, Rogue City, Detroit Become Human, Amnesia, The Bunker, Symphony of War, Alan Wake 2, WWE 2K23, Hollow Cure, Save the Fans, Power Wash Simulator, Forgive Me Father 2, Station to Station, Fortnite, The Finals, Endless Dungeon, Assassin's Creed Mirage, System Shock, Terra Invicta, Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Quacks of Quindenburg, Root, <laughs> and that's what they played. Good lord, that well was good. Done, Grandma. Amazing. You're getting an extra dollop of potatoes this weekend. Nicely did you, done. Did you, did you take a green tea pill tonight? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Those really work, by the way. You should take them. Uh, that is it for today. Thank you guys all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific. That's 12 p.m. Mountain, my time. Uh, and if you're wondering where, go to frogpants.tv. You'll have your choice of either YouTube or Twitch. Either one works. And just click and get in, and you're part of the deal. We're going to do a co-stream and find out what Blizzard's actually going to announce or talk about tomorrow. So please join us then. That will do it for us. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. This lady really needs to see a doctor. Hey, everybody. Scott here. I am on the phone with a good pal and fellow podcaster and content creator and daily tech news show host and founder, Tom Merritt. Hi, Tom. 
Hi, Scott. Hi. You don't know how excited I am to talk to you right now. I don't. I really don't know how excited you are, but I have a feeling, um, given the subject Turns of what out, we're going to talk not about. Not at all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the core audience, I think, is going to enjoy this quite a bit um, as a little extra segment in today's show, because we're going to talk about something that's happening at BlizzCon that is very specific to Tom's taste. And you might say, well, is it World of Warcraft? Is it Diablo? What is? What possibly could be drawing Tom to this event um, that he's going to see physically and take his wife to? And the answer is, there's a K-pop band doing an Overwatch 2 thing. That's why. <laughs> that's it? Yep. And that's exactly fine. It. it turns out that's a good thing. In fact, you're not the first person I've heard from who said, ooh, I grabbed a ticket when I heard they were going to be there. Um, so you're really? not alone. You're not alone in this. Uh, the, the group, the super group you might call them, uh, hailing from South Korea, is La Seraphim, who I was unfamiliar with until the announcement. And then I got some, I went and checked out some of the music. It's really good stuff. Uh, you're a fan, right? Like before all this, you were a fan. You, you were into this band. Yeah. Uh, La Seraphim is an acronym for I'm Fearless, mm -hmm. uh, which Fearless was their first title track. Uh, they are just, they've been a group for just over a year. They debuted in May, 2022. Um, I, I watched their debut video and enjoyed it. Um, but it wasn't until they put up their own little mini YouTube series called the Seraphim day off that I became a huge fan. Mm. And from that point, which was, I think in June. So it was, you know, just a month after they debuted, uh, that I watched that, I'm like, these folks are hilarious. Mm. They are just, and and this is typical for, of a lot of K-pop groups where they put out really funny content. But there was something about this particular group of of five people that just had me in stitches. Uh, and then the more I learned about them, the more I like them. I like their music as well. So, so Scott, what do you want to know? What well, do you ask me anything? I'll, I'll, I've, I'm I am a fan. The fandom is named Fear Not. I consider myself a Fear Not. Um, <laughs> So, so I am here to help educate you on La Seraphim uh, and why they're at BlizzCon, why there's an Overwatch 2 uh, combination, all of that. Yeah, this is, this is the, so this is the key element here. Them going to BlizzCon, you know, not unusual for BlizzCon, BlizzCon to have musical acts, but as far as we know this year, there's no big giant uh, concert after the full event. Um, instead, the only thing they've announced musically is their appearance, uh, La Seraphim's appearance. Uh, on Saturday, and it having something to do with Overwatch Two, and beyond that, we don't know much. We know they're going to they're going to perform and all of that. My question is: Is it just because they all kind of look like Diva, which I don't think is a terrible <laughs> thing to say, you know, a character directly in the game, or is there some other reason they're tied to to the game outside of just you know? I mean, is this just yeah, basic? Yeah. Hey, we need a K-pop group to come represent us at the show, but instead they chose these guys. Why do you think they did? I think. The fandom of K-pop and the fandom of video games uh, have a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing a lot of labels pair up with platforms. Uh, so Blackpink did a concert in PUBG. Um, you've seen, and this, this isn't K-pop, but Marshmallow did a concert in Fortnite. Uh, there's a group called New Jeans that did a song uh, for uh, for Riot. Um, so this is, this seems to be a trend to say, let's get our group in partnership with a video game. Mm. Uh, and you usually want to have a younger group cause you're trying to appeal to the younger fans. So it's newer groups that are doing this. Although Blackpink's an exception to that. They've been around for, for seven years. Um, La Seraphim, 
I was surprised when they partnered up with Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually very pleased because I have a history with Blizzard. I was also kind of disappointed because I haven't been playing Overwatch for years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, if I'd only kept up with it, this would be so much cooler. Uh, but one of the members of La Seraphim Sakura is a huge gamer. She doesn't pretend to be like a professional gamer or anything, uh, but she loves playing games. So I know that's part of it, is that Sakura was probably excited to do this and they knew they had somebody who spoke video games. Uh, Another member named Yunjin, uh, who also goes by Jennifer, that's her English name, uh, speaks English. She grew up in New York. Uh, so she she can kind of bridge that gap in showing up at the conference and, and being able to speak English. Another of the members, Kazuha, is Japanese, but most of her life has been a ballerina. And so because she was training in Europe as a ballerina, also speaks uh, a lot of English. Uh, but yeah, I think the reason that, that they partnered up was the crossover of those fandoms and the the kind of predilection for gaming that a couple of the members had. That makes sense to me. I, I, you know, like I said, they all kind of look like Diva. That's sort of a very reductive thing to say. Uh, Diva is. I a, felt like Tracer was was more similar in a way to me. But, yeah, a little but, bit of Tracer. I mean, they've definitely Blizzard has adopted a a style for the game from the beginning, really. That is very uh, Tokyo meets Soul mm-hmm. meets you know this kind of vibe. Sure. And it's always yeah, worked yeah. really There's well. There's a map as that. called Busan, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There absolutely yeah. is. And um, that character, and the character Diva, who's in the big mech and everything, she when she's not saving the world and shooting fools, uh, mostly robots, she is a, a professional gamer. So, you know, she's she kind of fits this this vibe almost almost perfectly. And yeah, I noticed right. and this is a part I didn't know. On October twelfth, Source Music announced the group would be releasing their first English language digital single, "Perfect Night." And they did that on the 27th in collaboration with Blizzard Entertainment to promote Overwatch 2. This is stuff I just missed this month. Um, oh, yeah. You haven't seen Perfect Night? It's no, got I five, haven't. It's got five members uh, of Overwatch in the video. It's great. I don't know why I haven't seen this. So this is the next thing I'm going to do. But then also there's an in-game event themed on the group. And this is going to take yep. place today. Yeah, so, it's, it's happened as yeah. we're we're recording this. Uh, skins and all that. Yeah, skins. Uh, they're doing a limited time capture the flag mode, which will showcase all of this. And then, you know, we've talked about it. The group is set to appear on the 4th, which is Saturday. As a fan of their music, do you think this is... Uh, how do I put this? It, it, does it feel like the... Is it a good combo of, of you know, hey, pop music and gaming... Let's let's go. Let's let's put those two things together, which isn't that common of a thing yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> In some ways, they're blazing a trail a little bit here. Do you think that's true, or am I am I overthinking it? You know, as I said, it's becoming more of a trend, and I do think it's a good combo. Um, I'm very curious what the there are there are fans of K-pop in the Blizzard world already. And those are the people that you've heard from who are like, yeah, I'm so excited. I wish I could go or I'm going to go. Uh, I'm very curious what that overlap is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I was joking with Eileen, like I hope we're not the only one <laughs> <laughs> who show up, which I know won't be true. Sure. Uh, but I, I am curious, like, okay, how many fear knots are going to be there uh, that are not even Blizzard fans that just were like, heard they were there. I wanted to show up. How many, overlap is there going to be and more importantly how many new blizzard gamers are going to wander in and go well let me check this out let me let me hear this and are they going to like what they hear because it's interesting perfect night the video that is 
with Overwatch 2 mm-hmm. is very light and very fun, uh, which is something that La Seraphim does very well, and they've done it on on their previous albums. Uh, but their title tracks are usually very hard hitting uh, and very strong. Mm. So anti fragile, fearless, unforgiven. Those are the names of the title tracks. Uh, so I I'm also curious because they're going to play those um, if. People who heard Perfect Night, I'm like, oh, I guess that's La Seraphim come in, and they're like, oh, wow, you know, they're they're going to be able to do much more than than just that kind of music, and 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 if they uh, if they make any new fans out of that. Well, yeah, and at the end of the day, they may if Blizzard doesn't have some sort of secret undisclosed band performing like they usually did in the past, and it yeah, sounds like right. they like 182. Or, yeah, they very well may not. Like it's looking yeah. likely they won't. If that's the case, this is your this is your one big musical connection this year. And it's an interesting one, right? And having it tied directly into one of their games is also a new thing to do. They've never done that before. Um, so, yeah, I shouldn't say that. They had that thing with uh, Diablo 4 and, uh, was it Grimes? can't remember. It was Halsey. Halsey, right? that's who it was. Halsey and Sugar from BTS. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. They were already working with Hybe, which is the company that owns the label that BTS is on and the label that La Seraphim is on. Yeah, and that makes sense. So I, I don't know. It just feels like we're at the tip of a gamer uh, K-pop com- combination. And you might say, well, maybe this starts and ends with Blizzard. I don't think so, though. I think we're going to get more of this kind of stuff. The yeah. bigger, the well, bigger. And also consider how big StarCraft was in and is, is still in Korea. Oh, yeah. Um, how big esports is in Korea. It makes sense that even even if it's not as much of a slam dunk for America, that it's it's going to be huge in Korea. That these these two, because La Seraphim's a megastar domestically, mm-hmm. uh, and and so is Blizzard. So it's it's going to be Titanic in Korea. It's it's only unfortunate for Koreans that it's happening in Los Angeles instead of happening in Seoul or Busan. Yeah, and if you've got anybody who's got gamer Korean friends, they will tell you StarCraft One in particular, two also. But those those games are considered like national sport over there. Yeah. Like it is their football uh, for us, or it is their soccer for you know uh, proper football, English football uh, over there, and and so it almost seems like it's taken too long for this for this kind of crossover, and maybe there's been yeah. more of it there. Like we may not be exposed to ninety percent of these crossovers. Maybe they've been happening with J-pop as well, and you know Japanese artists and sure. gaming crossovers. But you know having them come here to Anaheim, having them, you know essentially be the only music announcement i think is a really interesting uh thing and i'm excited to see how it goes i'm mostly excited another, to hear what your what your take is when you get back <laughs> another little bit of insight on this is uh la seraphim has not toured in the united states they've not performed in the united states until now mm. uh so that is a big step for a k-pop group is not only to get popular in the United States, but to tour there. Uh, and a lot of groups do twice, uh, sold out SoFi stadium, uh, and a lot of big stadiums. 17 is another group that, that is touring stray kids, uh, Blackpink, of course. So this is a big step on the, the rung and they just finished a tour of Asia. And I was wondering if they were going to play some small, uh, venues in the United States to get started. But this is an interesting way of doing it to say, well, no, we're not going to play small venues. What we're going to do is we're going to show up on the Today Show. We're going to show up on MTV Fresh Out. They went to New York first and, yeah. did, and did that. Uh, then they're going to do a Grammys event on on uh, Wednesday, 
Wait, not, no, on Thursday. Yeah. They're going to show up at the Lakers game. Uh, then they're going to perform at BlizzCon. So it's 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 a, it's a an interesting move from their side, too, to be using BlizzCon as one of the elements of kind of testing the waters to find out, okay, how popular are we? How much of an audience can we draw in the United States yet? What do we yet have to do? And what kind of venues could we book if we wanted to do a, a more traditional tour in the future? What do you think the chances are that this thing just gets overrun? Because you hear about this happening, right? Uh, yeah, right. A, a, band, a K-pop group will show up at, a you know, I don't know, like a mall or whatever. And the place yeah. just loses it. Nobody planned on it. Logistics are a mess. Parking's terrible. Like, that kind of flash mobby sort of uh, thing, you think that could happen there, possibly? I doubt it. Mm. It is ticketed after all. Because you right? have to have a BlizzCon ticket to get in. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as much as I, I love the group, La Seraphim isn't as big as a BTS or Blackpink at this point. So you're not going to have the hordes of people who are like, I don't care if I have a ticket. I just want to be near them. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you will have a few of those, but I don't think you'll have them in large enough numbers to cause the kind of logistical issues you're talking about. Uh, and tickets have been fairly, you know, gettable. Uh, yeah. I, I found them for below face. Yeah. So. It's if you want to go and just see La Seraphim, that's something that is achievable. So I, I feel like because of that, they'll know like, well, we sold these many tickets. This is what we can expect. Uh, what I don't know is how hard is it going to be to get into the arena? Yeah. How, you know, how many people are going to show up at once? Um, and and is it is it going to be the kind of thing where they because they're doing all of this press, because they've been doing the Today Show, because they're going to show up at the Laker game and they're doing the Grammy thing, will that bring a lot more people than uh, it would have uh, otherwise? Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about that too. Like, am, am, is it going to be hard for me to to get into that arena uh, and see them? Or is it going to be like, oh, this, this is great. I'm glad I did this before they get really huge because it was a lot easier. Uh, it could go either way. It does also seem kind of exciting, probably for hardcore fans who are like, hey, I'm never going to be able to see them for less than, you know, $400, $300, whatever, you know, whatever they it's going to cost them to get to BlizzCon and see this versus what fly to Korea to see them hope they come and tour the States. Yeah, right. Like there's a real opportunity here. And for the first time ever, like you said, BlizzCon tickets like still available today, the week of the event. Mm -hmm. Which is yeah. insane. I don't quite know what to make of that yet, but maybe this is your best chance, everybody, to go out and see yeah, yeah. La Seraphim. Uh, Tom, Do you want me to give yeah. you a beginner's rundown of, of La Seraphim yeah, for please. anybody who's going to watch this? Because yeah. it's going to be streamed on YouTube and Twitch and Weverse and, and, and all of that. Yeah, please do. Um, the uh, two of the members of La Seraphim came from a previous group called Is One. Mm. And one of those members was an idol in Japan as part of AKB 48, uh, from very young, I, I think she's been in the business for 12 years and she's only 24. Oh, wow. So, so literally half her life. Yeah. Uh, that is Sakura. She's Japanese. She's the gamer. Uh, if you look at the anti-fragile video before long before this BlizzCon thing was happening, she's dressed up like a gamer because the premise of the video is the apocalypse is coming. What do you want to be doing at the end? And she wanted to game. Uh, so Sakura, a veteran, uh, Japanese singer. Shaywan is the other member from Is One. 
Uh, she's the one with the bangs mm. and she recently was sick. So she hasn't been uh, doing the press with them this past week. She's just fl flying now to LA, but she's the main vocalist. Oh, wow. uh, so when she sings, you're going to notice because mm. she, she's very good at that. Yeah. The other three members uh, have not been in groups previously. As I mentioned, Kazuo was a ballerina. They recruited her when she was uh, training to be a ballerina in the Netherlands. And we're like, it says here you'd be interested in being an idol. Would you like to? And she's like, yes, very much. Thank you. Uh, so she sp spoke English and Japanese, but no Korean. So she's had to spend the last year w learning Korean. Uh, and her dance moves are the ones to watch. Watch, watch how she can kick her leg in ways that no one should be able to kick. Uh, <laughs> All it's, right. it's quite incredible. Yeah. Um, there is then Jennifer, a.k.a. Yoonjin, Ha Yoonjin. Uh, she's the songwriter of the group. Uh, she was in a reality show to be in is one that the other two members were in and didn't make it. Uh, she gave up on her dream and came back to the U S and then they called her and recruited her to be in La Seraphim. So she's got a very American forthright personality. She's probably one of the funniest members of the group. Uh, she'll do a lot of the talking. Uh, so she's someone to watch just to hear what she says. Cause she's hilarious. Yeah. And then the youngest member is Unche. Uh, and Unche is still in high school uh, and uh, is just precocious. She hosts a weekly music show called Music Bank uh, in Korea while also knowing every K-pop dance, not just her own, but like she can you name a song and she'll be able to do the dance. Uh, so she's she's kind of a prodigy. Uh, so those are your five members of, of La Seraphim to keep an eye out for. Wow. The way you've described them, I think I may have... Well, I don't know this for sure. I don't know enough inside information, but the way you've described them sound like they sound like a perfect match for what they're trying to do with Overwatch. And by yeah, that I mean they're all very individual. They're they're not very similar. They all come right. from different walks of life and everything. Yeah, right? which is a very Overwatch thing to do. Yep. You know? Indeed. From that from that perspective. Um, we may have to do a follow-up when you're back and uh, sure. and find out how this actually went. Was it worth it? Was it cool? Did it blow your mind? You know, those sorts of things. And um I don't know, maybe you'll Maybe you'll get a little time on, on Overwatch 2 and see what you think. I'm going to try. There. Yeah, I'm going to try to to take advantage of being at BlizzCon as well. I'd like to see Eileen get a, beat you in a match. I don't know why. <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's likely to happen. She has much better reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Tom Merritt, everybody. Of course, the Daily Tech News Show is a thing you should be checking out. If you like. Uh, if you think his, his knowledge of K-pop is insane, well, wait until you hear him talk about tech. Uh, that's the Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Tom, thanks for hanging with me, and we'll see you after the show. Thanks, man. Hello, Scott, Bo, and John. Uh, uh, it's Dead Center calling to you live from Dallas, Texas. Two things real quick, and I'll make them quick. One, well, you need to check out Foxhole. It's like a World War II planet side where you can play and do all things from, like, literally working in the factory to fighting on the front lines, the factory making tanks and bullets and stuff. Uh, uh, it is, It is, you know current time it's always going very much sort of a planet side field just in world war ii area not that you need another game right now two i want to know what are the amber nick uh, uh hot games i've been playing through metroid fusion uh played through the old pokemon trading card game which was a huge uh, uh love of mine from my childhood uh uh what 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 do you guys recommend what have you guys been enjoying now that we're kind of petering off uh, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and maybe Starfield and all that. Um, thank you guys. Love, love the show. Thanks, bye. Um, I know you guys are deep into Baldur's Gate 3 right now, but I just got my Ambernick, 
So any any uh, uh, good recommendations for what I should pick up playing uh, Castlevania Symphony of Sorrows? Whatever that one is. Um, anyways, love the show. Keep it up. Love about your Baldur's Gate 3 stuff. Uh, thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.